0: The Totally Super Podcast debuts in March of 2018. Justin and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. Search iTunes and anywhere else you listen to podcasts for The Totally Super Podcast from Geeks Radio. Warning: The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language, that means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad, it's just a show.
1: Welcome to Pop Off, my name is Justin. Welcome to the ultimate pop off. My final, name is Arthur. The final one,
0: everybody. Um, yeah, if you're just final if you're if you're <laughs> just tuning in now and you're like, oh, I like this show. <laughs> <laughs> I've got bad news for you. <laughs> <Really>?
1: <laughs> it's, no, no. Keep going. I'm giving you soundtrack, man.
2: Thank you,
0: thank you. The the um, and we're hoping that Europe doesn't sue us. Europe, please don't sue us. If you're still out there. <laughs> um and hey europe uh if it makes you feel any better i don't think the final countdown is your best song i think carrie is your best song but Ooh. That's, true. that's that's it's controversial that's mm-hmm. it that's all we're going to talk about today is yeah. uh is defunct uh 80s hair metal band
1: oh what you're gonna do you're gonna throw a bomb like that into the last pop-off there that's right just-
0: <laughs> yes welcome to pop-off where today we talk about europe and white lion
1: ladies and gentlemen <laughs> this is justin he yeah. thinks that Carrie was the best Europe song and that Star Wars Episode 3 was way up there. What I deal ep- with I, it?
0: I actually do think Star Wars Episode 3 is better than Return of the Jedi. Fight me.
1: Um, <laughs> Come at me, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come at um, me, pork. So, uh, yeah, this is the final pop-off, guys. Um uh, Pop-Off started uh, as the idea of the show was that it was going to be a pop culture po- podcast in which podcast in which we talked about kind of anything geeky. Um, uh, it was a companion show to Trek off at first aired on February 22nd, 2011, mm-hmm. uh, which is seven years ago. Yeah, um, uh, it was uh, done sporadically. We stopped making it in 2012 uh, when Arthur and I were in the middle of doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, we resumed it about six or seven months ago, um, to finish out everything Joss Whedon. Um, and now we're here, uh, yeah. here on the final episode. Um, Goodness uh, this gracious. is, this is your first like real podcasting experience, right, sir?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, having done this with you, uh, this past, Hey, you remember when a year ago we said, Hey, let's just do one or two episodes of pop off and then go into totally super. And it will only take like a month or two. Yeah,
0: but there was so much. Like, we were just gonna do like one on Angel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, let's just <laughs> yeah. talk about Angel. Um, oh, we
1: were young and foolish then.
0: Um, uh, that which brought us all the way because we we're gonna start totally super last summer, <laughs> it's already yeah. the next year. <laughs> um, There's so much to talk about with Joss Whedon. Um, uh, since we, uh, since we recorded, um, last, uh, I have seen Justice League. I have not, uh, which um is not great. I'll just put it out there. Uh, for those of you catching this in the future, uh, Justice League is not the greatest film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, uh, And some of it you can attribute to... J- Joss Whedon was not able to put the pieces together in such a way that I think was satisfying. Um, uh, on the other hand, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has gotten spectacularly weird. So if you're not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if it still exists at the time you're listening, uh, do so because mm-hmm. it's spectacularly weird. Um what has been uh, your – how has podcasting, uh, uh, and especially since mostly we've talked about Joss Whedon, um, changed uh, your perspective on being a fan since you've had to talk about it and analyze it in such a way that you had to create defensible positions? Has it changed the way that you look at it? Is it pretty much the same? What do you think?
1: I don't think so. It's, to a certain degree, it's reinforced it. The, uh, honestly, it's – I found that I enjoy both listening to podcasts and giving them – when dealing with fandom – I enjoy the the podcast format more than I enjoy the online forum format, and uh, the reason behind that is because, like when you and I when we talk about this sort of thing, there's a sense of oh, I looked at it this way, and you looked at it a different way. But there's also this mutual understanding that we're both like not we never challenge each other's geek cred, and there's not so much a sense of oh. I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah, let's talk about that. Now, now, Well, part of it, and here's what I think. Part of it is I think we know each other, uh, but I've also noticed that other podcasts have that same format. And my theory behind that is there is, when it is human voice, talking to human voice, like essentially it's like we're having a phone conversation right now. Even though we're not actually in the room with each other, it is still a much more normal, quote-unquote, human interaction than Posting on a forum. I mean, if the past fifteen years have shown us anything, it is what the internet has done to destroy the level of civil discourse in the world about any topic. Um and I think in, interestingly because,
0: on a side note, you and I have been friends for fifteen years. I'm just yeah.
1: That. Just about <laughs> that. Yeah. Um so uh I honestly feel that podcasting is because it's it's great because it's it is something that is on the internet. It is shareable to you know hundreds or thousands of other people on the internet by because design. I, I mean that's yeah the point, by design because right? yeah. I assume there's hundreds and thousands of people listening to pop off um, right now. I mean you've you've never told me differently. So the entire population
0: of Latvia they love us.
1: <laughs> uh, they love us in Latvia. Um, so I think that's podcasting is good because it still maintains a human element uh, that just typing onto a keyboard. And don't get me wrong. I you know, I love a good blog, but there is, there is a disconnect uh, when you're just typing things onto a keyboard as opposed to when you're talking to a real life human being, even if they're not in the room.
0: For instance, um, uh, later on in the show. So, by the way, uh, we're gonna have lots of guests on today. Um, I'm gonna try and get everyone uh, who has ever been on Pop Pop Off to come on. Um, so far, uh, we have recorded at the time of this recording, which is gonna be the first part of the show. Uh, Daniel Ross is coming. Uh, R.J. Haynes, Phil Stamper's coming. We're gonna whoa, get whoa, Ke-
1: the Daniel Ross,
0: the Daniel Ross. Wow. Um, um, we're gonna have uh, um, Mrs. J. Kelly is gonna is gonna be on. Um, like I said, Phil Stamper. We're going to try and get Dan Guy and Daniel Mascarello, uh, who we haven't done yet. I'm ho- Hopefully we can get them uh, too because they've all been on and been a huge part of the show. Um, but at the time I recorded with RJ, uh, uh, who I did all the Star Wars stuff with, The Last Jedi had not come out. Um, and uh, if you go over to uh, Trekoff, uh, you'll see right around the same time that we're recording this, uh, we've done uh, multiple uh, analyses of uh, of The Last of the last shot, I really four mm-hmm. in a row. Um, the internet rage around this film is bizarre. Yeah, it's something it's something I've never seen before. It, Star Trek 09 had it a little bit. Uh, Blade Runner Twenty Forty Nine had it a little bit, but I've never seen something like this people are angry with each other for liking and or disliking this film people it is a
1: fandom divided
0: people people post their favorite like star wars films they're all like this is number one or two maybe three or this is the last or second Mm -hmm. to last um yeah um, well
1: this is a star wars star wars fandom civil war
0: yeah. Um, so, uh, so what is your impression? First of all, of quickly the impression of the film, but then also your impression of the internet rage that is, uh, has popped off, popped up around it, popped off around it.
1: All right. My quick impression of the film is I loved it. Uh, as interestingly enough, I thought of Joss Whedon uh, watching the film because I have said numerous times on this podcast that uh, it is the mark of a great storyteller to be able to both honor a trope. And subvert it at the same time. Uh, Joss's ability to both undercut a an established trope and yet still deliver the emotional impact that that trope was created for uh, is legendary. And I felt like this film did the same thing. Um, the uh, I think back to what my theater professor said. My very first class in college, uh, he says, "You know, we have been doing theater for you know for decades." It is our job as professors to teach you everything we know about how to do theater right, so that you can learn from us and then go on to prove us wrong. And I feel that's what Last Jedi was. It was not a contradiction of the previous films, but it was an evolution of Star Wars to a uh, to a new era um, that didn't that still honored the the shoulders of the giants that it stood on. Um, I will. So that's my. I- why- go ahead about
0: uh, i would say about that particular point i will disagree with you in one regard i think it is a contradiction to the force awakens i think it i think it is absolutely i think that i can I imagine that, it could i can imagine a, that jj abrams watched this film and got kind of ticked off i can kind okay, of imagine okay that one I,
1: you know what i could see that a little bit um i i could see it there's much more of a case to be made for it being a contradiction of force awakens specifically than to the original trilogy Um, I will totally grant you that. Um, In terms of the internet rage about it, uh, being somebody who has been a geek in so many things all his life, uh, I'm talking about the kid who played Dungeons & Dragons every weekend in high school, Um, and, you know, I've gone to LARPs, you know, I've worked at a Renaissance fair for 10 years, Um, I love the geek world. And I also am fully aware of some of the pitfalls that the geek personality and society can fall into. And the thing is, is that for a lot of people, Star Wars is something that means a lot. Star Wars is the great American myth. It is, and the thing about a myth is it's not a story that exists outside of you. You take that story and it becomes part of you. It becomes part of your identity. And the thing about geeks and stories is that when we love stories, we love hard and that story and our interpretation of that story becomes wrapped up in part of our identity. And also, if we are insecure in ourselves, then somebody saying that they have a different opinion of that story, by extension, is in some way them, say, is them saying that our own identity is somehow wrong. And because of that, that's what lends to the defensiveness of it. Um, and in particular, then you throw in the old internet, uh, the old formula of normal person plus internet equals flaming D bag, uh, the, you know, that's, it's just a, it's a perfect storm of, uh, you know, of that sort of thing. So that is, that is my theory. It is the, it is the shadow side of loving a story, not too much. I don't think it's possible to love a story too much um but a story but the shadow side of not loving a story wisely if that makes sense
0: yeah i and and i would say that my my impression of the new star wars film is that it was even the stuff i didn't like is largely um necessary mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah um uh it is uh you know, Star Wars had even Rogue One, uh, which which strove to be different. By the end, you're getting the same X-wing X-wing tie to fighter b- battles. You're getting the same, you know, guy with the lightsaber is attacking these guys. You got, you're getting a lot of the same stuff, and mm. and it needs to necessarily expand. It needs to breathe. It needs to not, you know, not be. And the movie opens up, and we have a smaller adventure that then turns into a human drama. At the end, they all find themselves trapped in some kind of place mm-hmm. where where your your resident Jedi for this trilogy pulls out a lightsaber and faces down somebody else at the end, um, and then they fly away at the same time that a space battle's going on. Yeah. Like the formula is great, and I would have been fine with the Last Jedi totally following that formula, and maybe even with Episode Nine totally fo- following that formula. But they're mm-hmm. thinking long haul. Like they can't, it can't just, it's not James Bond. It can't just be the same movie every time. And even Mm -hmm. James Bond eventually had to reinvent someone.
1: Well, that's Um, the thing about, and also the whole thing about mythology and folklore is over time, it changes as the culture changes around it. Um, So by its very nature, it has to grow. Otherwise, it, you know, it becomes irrelevant. It becomes antique.
0: And I think the other thing you're going to find is that this movie is, you know, The Force Awakens. People complain that it was too much like the original, but it, like, it it played on the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But you, so did Rogue One. And if this did the same, you're going to make us nostalgic for last year. Like you're gonna, you can't really do that anymore. Like that, the card has been played. Mm-hmm. In I feel doing like that.
1: what I think. I feel like the director for. Force Awakens and the director for Last Jedi had two very different goals. I feel that they both achieved those goals. They were just different. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's it's interesting. The, uh, I'll say the one thing that I absolutely loved with it, just to, to tie it into all the Joss Whedon stuff we've been talking about, um, going back and seeing it again, I think my favorite moment, uh, you know, slight spoilers here, is when uh, Leia and holdo are talking and there is a and i stopped and i realized it's like wait a minute okay so what i'm seeing here is an age-old conversation between two military leaders talking about the loss that they've had to deal with about you know one about to sacrifice themselves like this is this is well-traveled ground and there is a tremendous freshness to it it feels completely new to me and I realized the reason why is because I think it is the first time that I've ever seen, possibly the first time in major cinema history, that you have two military leaders talking about the war, and both of them are female. Yeah. No. I mean, that's, that's
0: huge. That's that's fair. That's um, fair.
1: The moment I, for the moment for Kelly, my Kelly, uh, when she uh, when the movie truly got to her was at the end with the sand skimmers when uh it just does the quick pan of all of the different pilots um and the majority uh there were there were besides poe there were four just extra pilots shown two of them were female um and one was an alien so technically yeah. speaking uh, an and alien of indeterminate gender so technically speaking you actually had either equal or possibly more female pilots oh that I were mean the movie, the extras. movie
0: clearly has a feminist agenda it's I mean it, it, mm-hmm. it really does it it you know it catches Poe in a moment of mansplaining oh my it, god
1: like, it was epic mansplaining
0: yeah well, well, he where he steps in front of Rose that you're supposed to be uncomfortable with it the movie is mm-hmm. deliberately doing that yeah. um, for me um the the most emotional moment in the movie and stay with me on this mm-hmm. is um, when Luke visits the Millennium Falcon he runs into r2d2. Mm-hmm. and Luke says to R2 oh I'm getting choked up even talking about it Luke says to R2 um I wish I could make you explain or wish I could make you understand and R2 plays the video of um Princess Leia mm-hmm. of help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope yeah. now you can accuse the film of of just you know manipulative nostalgia and that's mm-hmm. not why it gets me it gets me because um R2 is intellectually, you know, incredible, but is developmentally somewhere between like a two-year-old and a dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like his understanding <laughs> yeah. of the world. His understanding of the world. His mm-hmm. emotional, maybe
1: three or four-year-old. Ah, droid psychology. Go on, sir. Um,
0: when you have kids, you realize that they will tell the same joke over and over again if they think it'll make you laugh. So if you laugh at one of their jokes, they do something legitimately funny and then you laugh at it, they'll tell it again. And they'll do it again. They'll do it again.
1: That Um, makes sense.
0: R2, in this moment, knows that playing this video makes Luke come with him. (laughs) Ha! Because he he wanted Luke to come with him back in A New Hope. He played the video and Luke joined him for all these adventures and then Luke left. And R2-D2... Didn't know what to do with himself without Luke. And so he just shut the fuck down. Aww. And when Luke comes back, he's like, No, no, no. See? See, look, I played this like before. Right? I played this. So Luke goes, I wish I could make you understand. And and R2's like, I played. Remember before I played this and you came with me? You didn't leave me all alone. You came with me when I played this. That's interesting. Um. And it just got me. The minute I realized that I was like, he's doing he's pulling out anything he can because he shut down when mm-hmm. Luke left. And yeah. now Luke's there and he's like, This this works, right? Remember? Remember how this worked? And it just kills me. Just oh, that's kills. interesting. I like that. It just it breaks me. It's so hard.
1: Yeah. Um well it listen. It occurs to me. I was just thinking. It's just like we we legit could go on for hours and hours about Last Jedi, in which case we'd just be extending this podcast even further. Yes, um, I know. Um, so, if
0: you want to hear lots of Last Jedi talk, you can pop over to
1: Off. Yeah, pop over um, to Trekoff.
0: What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to um,
1: I'm equally going to say, valid thoughts, just more but, profanity. Uh,
0: um, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say goodbye to you for now, but we're gonna come back to Arthur at the end of the show, um, just a bit of a final farewell, but. Um, but thank you for uh, for being with us on this. Uh, let's go and see what some of our uh, our past hosts have to say. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so um, a retrospective on Pop-Off would not be uh, complete without uh, the return of the one, the only, the great, Daniel Ross. Hi, Daniel. Hi, everybody. So uh, last time we spoke uh, um, on the show, I mean, last time you and I spoke, it was like, five days ago the last time yeah. you and i spoke on the show was uh back in 2011 been <laughs> yeah, going just on like with yesterday. you since then <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh gosh um a lot of stuff since 2011 i uh moved to los angeles and and left you behind and and my entire world and uh and and now i'm a voice actor you are
0: yeah anything i would have heard of
3: um well are you on miles there's...
0: from Tomorrowland? because that's my favorite
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm on another M show. It's called Mickey and the Roadster Racers as a uh, certain duck named Donald Duck. How oh about my goodness! That? that sounds just
0: like that. say something else. Say oh, you got to be really careful about what you say on podcasting. Oh boy, really...
4: oh boy, oh, boy.
0: That's amazing.
4: I um, love Justin.
0: Oh, thank you, Donald. We can't talk too much about that. Um, no. Instead, um, let's talk about. Uh, um, uh, the other things that we've done, of course, uh, of course, uh, since the recording of that, we made another ninjas movie. That's right,
3: my gosh. We made
0: nin- Ninjas vs Monsters back in 2012, five years ago. That's right.
3: Um, we had just released Ninjas vs Vampires, and then we did Ninjas vs Monsters, and gosh, that feels like forever ago. It's
0: half half a decade ago, isn't that crazy?
3: It's weird. Um, when and- are we making another? uh well
0: i you know i have said uh i don't know how i'm going to piece these all together but uh in when i talk to phil stamper or maybe for when you guys when you listen to it when i'm about to talk to phil stamper because i don't know when i'm going to put these things when i put it all together but um i have said hey if somebody wants to give me twenty thousand dollars i will write it and then we'll hand it over to someone else to make and i know you hear
3: that stephen colbert I know, I know $20, what twenty thousand dollars to make a fourth ninjas versus movie. But I'll you Stephen Colbert. I, I absolutely will not uh make one. But <laughs> I do, we did make
0: another movie. We made a movie called Trek Off based That's on the right. Trek Off podcast. Um uh in which you featured pretty heavily as well. Yes, you um, can see both of my nipples. Both of them. And 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 I got to put my head into your bare chest and That's right. got to see you get
3: waxed. <laughs> That's right. Yep, and your uh, life has never been the same. Neither has mine. Uh, um um, and uh
0: and and then then yeah and then there's the the top secret project working on now but um uh i wanted to have you on because of course uh without you um none of this happens there are no podcasts there are no movies
3: um thank you for uh, having me man you give me too much credit well i mean
0: seriously it's it's I wasn't I I had done a couple of like things but never occurred to me just to, you know what you brought to the table I'm saying this like it's a your lot eulogy. of hair here yeah yeah I'm the one to hear to tell you you're dying <laughs> and here the here's the wonderful things I'm going to say about you before you die it's a pre-funeral um uh the the thing that you brought to the table specifically was the in the the idea of you know we can just go do it let's just let's just right. do it um I always wanted to make movies. I had made other things, like in college and stuff. I had made two, um, like, shorts. Um, and I wanted to do it and stuff. But the, the like, the why not of it was something I didn't have. As you, you've you known me long enough, you know, we've been best friends for long enough to say that it. Feels I, like forever. Uh, my... <laughs> my i i am always torn um the dichotomy between hope and fear i'm always hoping 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 let's try 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 and i'm also what if something goes wrong don't yeah. say that don't say that to that guy don't do that no we can't do that oh could and and i would say that you um what you bring to it is sort of that lack of fear
3: um it takes, well, I like know, to encourage. I'm kind of like the, uh, the 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 evil guy sitting on your shoulder, like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's make it a works. movie about ninjas and. But, but it works for you,
0: right? Like you, you like. I'm gonna go to L.A. and play Donald Duck. <laughs> well,
3: like, I had no idea that was gonna happen. That that you know, came out of the blue. I know, but what the hell? Who does that? <laughs> like, I, I guess I that? do.
0: I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, but but the same thing. You know, the, that's you know the you know. Uh, Ed Sanchez, you know the the guy who made Blair Witch, who who made you know who produced monsters. We have a relationship with him because you're like, well, we could just call him. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> like it's, it's it's just sort of the the idea of well, let's just do that. Is just did I, that did I, I tell I, you
3: about my last uh, uh, lunch with Ed when I was back in Maryland and I got sriracha all up in my eyes. No, tell this story to our listeners. We we were having lunch and we're having a great conversation and you know, it's Ed. So, so, you know, of course I'm like, man, this is the guy who makes all these amazing movies. And there's that little part of me in the back of my head. Like I've chilled with this guy. He's so freaking cool. Um, But there's that little part of me, the actor part of me in the back of my head that's like, don't fuck this up. Don't screw it up. Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to uh, put some sriracha on my meal and it squirts all over my face and my eyes. And I had oh to gosh. run to the bathroom crying. Um, so, you know, I washed my face and with my eyes red and puffy, I sat back down at the table and he's like, you all right, man? And I'm like, yeah,
5: it's good. Let's let's enjoy our lunch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing
0: first a, impressions yet, are great um <laughs> that wasn't first though and yet, so so that's what that's what you brought to the table that's what that that's like what and when i was like hey i should do a podcast you're like hey why don't you go do one
3: yeah <laughs> uh, why don't you oh. i still think you should yeah you still think i should do
0: a good one at least no at I've, least at least, at
3: least and here here, we're, here i'm sorry
0: hey you say i should do a podcast we say on the last episode of this podcast
3: Wait, what? Um, this is the what? last episode. Yes. What? I, but I haven't been on forever. I know that's it why can't you're on last. Now. That's oh. why you're on now. It's oh.
0: the last, final. Yo, wait, I should be clear in the text that I send. This I'm is the final episode of, of, of Pop Off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's my honor to be the the very last guest that you ever talk to. Um. Uh, uh. Well,
0: on no. On the cause, show. Yeah, but no, because there will be some others too yes. on the same episode.
3: You're basically just going to rename the podcast and do it more.
0: <laughs> no. Okay. So, so as we've said, i we're doing the totally super podcast with me and, and Arthur are going to be reviewing superhero movies and that's going to be what we do. And, 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 it's going to be more specific, you know. I think the pop up podcast. I think it was just never quite specific. Like, what was it about? Was it about movies? Was it about cartoon stuff? We talked about Harry Potter at one point. We go like it sort of was all over the. It was. It was like should just be called stuff Justin likes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, because we say it's about pop culture, but we don't say anything about music or art or anything that well, that's I'm not, not pop interested. Culture. In. Yeah, it's 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 Justin <laughs> culture.
3: It's Justin solid culture. Edge. Justin um, Couture. That should be the name of the new oh, podcast.
0: Nobody would listen to that.
3: Um <laughs> so I so, uh, i listen to it a little bit.
0: On our well, you you get a private show of that, sir. <laughs> like, yeah. You get to hear you get to hear all the bullshit that I won't tell to all these lovely people. <laughs> so I do want to um uh as by the way, is cursing okay? Because I already cursing's it. okay, yeah. It's like what, what are yes. people gonna, what are people gonna do? Stop listening to the show? <laughs>
3: That's it. Yes. This is the last episode
0: of Pop-Up I will ever hear. <laughs> um, um, our two topics that we, uh, that we discussed um, at the time were uh, Transformers mm-hmm. and Kevin Smith were the yes. two things we discussed. Um, I want to just briefly um, go over Kevin Smith because he's kind of been doing um, just a weird esoteric bunch of stuff. Uh yeah he has. Um since we recorded last, I think Red State had already come out. Um uh, but he did Tusk Yoga uh-huh. Hosers. Um and then a, a a ton of podcasts started a show called Comic Book Men. Um did uh, uh which is now a hit on AMC did um uh like he's now doing the IMD IMD Boat at uh, at Comic Con, <laughs> and only recently has he said that he's uh, as of next month uh, they're going to start shooting Jay and Silent Bob reboot.
3: Oh wait, they're gonna reboot it?
0: Well, it's here's the plot. Um, Jay and Silent Bob are they gonna find recast? out? Jay, Jay, no, no, no. Jay and Silent Bob find out that Hollywood. Is making a reboot of Blunt Man and Chronic. And instead of using James Vanderbeek and Jason Biggs, they've recast like these new young people. And Jane and Silent Bob, <laughs> who are now in their 40s, are really mad about it. So they decide <laughs> to go to Hollywood to stop the movie from being made. The same exact thing they did the first time. So they are Brilliant. doing the movie again. It is a reboot of the original Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, in that they're doing the same thing again. But it's them now in their 40s going to stop a reboot of Jay and Silent Bob from happening.
3: Or it's going to be an alternate continuity where younger actors can actually take their place, just like Star Trek. Um, They could do. Yeah, but then you'd have to get, like, old Bob to show up. And, and then,
0: I have always been your... Anyway, um, so that's Kevin <laughs> Smith. Um, and then
3: the younger one can, like, you know, take a lightsaber right through his gut. You know, that I would pay to see that.
0: Have you continue to follow the Kevin... like we, At the time that we recorded, like you and I were watching all the Kevin Smiths, really into all of it. Um, oh, yeah. Have you stayed with him through Tusk and Yoga Hosers and the podcast and stuff? Or a lot of his fans have bailed. Are you one
3: of those? I, I wouldn't say that I've bailed. I just... I've been distracted. <laughs> um Yeah, my my movie sphere has been very limited Um just because it's expensive to live out here in Los Angeles. So going to the movies is not... Is not cheap and you know, paying for other services, but um, you know, those are things I want to catch up with friends. I wouldn't well, I wouldn't see those alone. Like I'd want to see those with you. Next time
0: you come here, we'll do a Tusk Yoga hosers double feature.
3: i uh, would it's a love great that. idea. by um, the way, I just started the new Star Trek series, the Orville. I love it. Uh, ha, ha, ha,
0: I I bailed out after the fourth episode, um, because I just wanted to
3: hear if Alexia was somewhere out there popping a blood vessel with me saying that.
0: She loves the Orville. She prefers the Orville perhaps to discovery. What? Um, uh, she or maybe I the Orville evidently has gotten very very good and I the last one I saw was pretty good, but I think the Orville for me has suffered with from one discovery's on at the same time. and two, as the Orville's like rolling out, stranger things dropped. And so, I'm sure
3: it's no coincidence that the Orville came out right at the same time Star Trek did.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I'd like to try and compete. But for me, it's kind of like, like I, with
3: ninjas versus zombies. And then simultaneously, you have like zombie ninjas. Yeah, or, but the guy
0: who made that's a really cool dude. He like is a guy.
3: cool dude, but the circumstances are still the same. It's, it's like all the Asylum movies. You get Transformers and then Transmorphers comes out hey, right before that.
0: Speaking of Transformers, which is our other topic, which is Uh-oh. really what I want, where I want to go. <laughs> um uh if you listen to our old episodes when last we spoke the second uh transformers um proved that you could have a hit film without a script because there literally wasn't a script there was literally a writer's strike
3: well, um, that was the second one revenge of the fallen yes uh since then
0: there have been three more and uh, there was the third the yeah. boof one and then age of extinction that's right. And then the last one, um, King Arthur. The Arthur's- Last Knight. The Last Knight. Um, so what do you think of the Transformers movie franchise at this point and where it's gone and how how it's going? And I know that there's the actor part of you that wants, like, it's going to have to hold back a little bit about, you know, opinions. Uh, I love to-
3: everything about it and hope it continues to go on forever. I um, uh, Are you... Ah boy it's, it's, it's my nose is bumping into the mic right now sorry I know
0: um, I, uh what what can you say um about the the and I don't want you to say anything too too controversial but uh where would <laughs> where would you okay let me ask you this where would you like to see like if, if suddenly they were like hey famous factor famous voice actor Daniel Ross um we right. understand you're a fan of Transformers and we at Hasbro have decided that you will now be in charge of of Transformers. It's the biggest Transformers fan to ever enter Hollywood as a Transformers fan to start with. Um, what would you do with the franchise? What 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 would you do if it was up to you?
3: That's a really good question, and you know I'm biased because I grew up with G1 Generation One, and that was my favorite. You know that's that's what I knew, and that's what got me into Transformers. But there have been now, several generations of people who have gotten into Transformers at different times. Uh, some people came in around Beast Wars. Some people came in around uh, Armada, Energon, Cybertron. Some people came in around Transformers Prime or the movies, the the Michael Bay movies, were the first iteration of Transformers that they saw. Um so I think for really... a lot of people
0: the I think for a lot of people, the Michael Bay movies are the first iteration they saw. I think that's the that's the transition from if you didn't watch it as a kid, you still yeah. maybe have watched these movies.
3: Sure. Um, that's a really hard thing to to say. I think personally, yeah, I would go back and mine some of the original uh, mythos uh, in G1. I, I like what they did in some of the comics, but I haven't really been following it. Yeah. Um, Uh, for for, for many years on the comic book side of things. Uh, I still collect the toys, but uh, in terms of story, I I think as long as you've got the basics in there good versus evil um, Optimus Prime versus Megatron, the the Cybertronian Civil War, treating all the characters as characters um, and not really focusing so much on the human aspect of things um, I, I think that's a formula for a winner uh, whatever the iteration is, whatever generation it is that that I guess people would hail from, um, but for me personally, you know, I love the G one aesthetic. And uh, there's a new G one thing that
0: came out actually today. I think there was a, a trailer for a new like web series or something based yeah, in G one.
3: Yeah, yeah, that is the, uh, the, uh, Titans. Something. Titans return. Yes. Yeah. And that's you know based on the the current toy line, which is really mining a lot of the old ideas from G one uh in in a new fashion so i do like that um i like the toys but in terms of a story if if it were up to me um i would just want to make sure that the basics are nailed down uh i want to not necessarily just do a ton of fan service but i I want the core elements that really inspired me to love the franchise to be there and it's so hard to really pinpoint that down in one conversation um but i think that's probably where i would lean
0: let me ask you this then,
3: um, no. and this
0: is this is something that I that I I wasn't thinking before. It popped into my head as you were as you were talking. Um, we have to credit Michael Bay with this that it was a different time, for sure. When when the first Transformers came out, if we recorded that back in 2011, six years ago, you know, probably the first. When did the first Transformers movie come out? Was that like 20?
3: Like, it was 2007.
0: 2007 so 10 years ago so right around the first Iron Man movie yeah um, so if you watch that first Iron Man movie there's a real sense of we've got to ground this in reality this has to be ground grounded in reality um, and Michael Bay for better or for worse that's what he did he was like okay they got to look like the real cars when they transform they have to transform in such a way that that's realistic uh, you need to, you know, you can't have the little pocket universes where people can grow and shrink and you can't, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be recognizable to your average American film goer as, and, and, and we're, you know, yes, they'll have aliens and stuff, but it's, you know, it's got to be grounded in, in what we understand. Well, that's um, the problem
3: because anything when it comes to aliens is up in the air. It's whatever you imagine it to be. So well, to that was what I was going to ask on it,
0: is, is, is we are now in a post Guardians of the Galaxy um you know Thor Ragnarok world, right? Yeah. Thor Ragnarok just opened. If you haven't seen it by the way, see it. It's amazing. It's I thought. it was great. Amazing. Um and it's it, it kind of goes, you know what? The audience is now will and and Star Wars I think had a part of this too when Star Wars came back. Um the audiences are going to accept that stuff now. Like walking tree. Sure. Why not rock a, a rock monster that that's kind of really me. Hey, how you doing guys? You know, is, is, <laughs> uh, um, absolute, which is by the way, voiced by the director. Yeah. Uh, the Yeah. Um, uh, like audiences are ready for something that's maybe a little more fanciful, something that just goes, you know what? We're just having fun. You don't need to take it quite so literally what we're doing anymore. Um, and I think that if ever there was a time to reboot the Transformers franchise, because the last one was the first time that the numbers went down, right? The numbers went down precipitously. From, yeah, in
3: the States, the, the box office was down, but internationally it did really well.
0: But I, I don't think that a change of continuity is going to, make, is going to affect its international box office, because I feel like they're going for something else.
3: From what I um, understand, they're, they're going back, they're doing a prequel with Bumblebee. And it's going to be a, a, a different group of writers, different uh, director. Uh, I think they're trying something different with this one. And, you know, I would love at this point either a reboot or, you know, something a little bit different. As far as I know, I think they're also doing an animated feature um, for Transformers. And I oh, think it's they going did a to be G1, G1 oriented. Yeah. Um, G- G1 I could oriented be wrong. animated
0: feature now. Oh,
3: my gosh. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind First of excited about that. Yeah. Um, um, you know and I'll go see the Bumblebee movie with with uh, real hope that it's a, a really solid flick. Um, I don't necessarily need everything to be super serious. I don't necessarily need everything to be super silly. Um, but just a good happy medium where there's some control <laughs> and uh, you know really great special effects because I think that's really what Transformers brought uh, to audiences was the special effects um but uh for me personally i like a really captivating story and i like uh good special effects a good popcorn flick uh so if they can marry that uh that would be great
0: um this is not really what we talked about last time but in the last five minutes that we're we that we have here to talk uh what do you uh like what do you think about like where geek culture has has come um in that like again we go back you know Six years ago, we go back to when we started ninjas versus zombies and we start like, like it was still in the periphery uh, to a point, but we now have, we've got star Wars back. We've had star Trek come back in 09, which is before we did our, our last show, but we've got, you know, you know, superhero shows are everywhere. The Marvel, the Marvel universe is just crazy successful and not just like financially successful, but when you go, Hey, their worst film was Thor, the dark world, which was pretty good. You know, like like you go that they like have a consistent product by continually changing what it is that they're doing. Um, like, has there ever been a better time to be a nerd? And is it do you think that there's going to be a bubble on it? Um, or do you think that like this is this is the new normal? This is the new Monday Night Football is is nerd stuff.
3: That's a really complicated question. <laughs> You're good with those today. Um, nerd culture is mainstream. Uh, it's, it's become, I think what it was always meant to be. I think people feel much freer, uh, discussing things that they enjoy, um, finding other groups of people who enjoy the same thing. Um, there's, there's room for everybody. In geek culture, you just kind of have to find your niche, whether you're a Doctor Who fan or Transformers fan, a Trekkie, uh, Star Wars fan, whatever the case may be. There, there's so many avenues for you to uh, enjoy that level of fun. So I think, I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, is there a bubble? I have a feeling that. Once Marvel finishes whatever they've decided to do after uh, Infinity Wars, I think we might see a slight pivot. Um, I mean, we've already seen a pivot in the tone of the Marvel movies because even then, uh, at the beginning, everything was super serious uh, with a little bit of light humor. But now, now look at the Incredible
0: in, Hulk specifically. It's just like yeah,
3: yeah, that was that was super super serial. And, uh, you know, now it's a lot more lighthearted. We've been, you know, two or three sequels in to many of these characters and then mashup movies. And we keep paying to go see them because they're fun and they keep you involved and they have great special effects and good acting, good characters. I'm invested in these characters. So I think as long as people are invested in the things that they go to see and, you know, the studios take the audiences seriously – um actually you know look at rotten tomato reviews and say hmm you know we didn't hit the mark on this why um i I think cinema in general will be better and i think people will have more to latch on to
0: you know i wonder when you uh when you said that you sort of like haven't watched as much uh kevin smith anymore i think that maybe what has happened um because i remember the first time i went to um, i moved
3: and don't get to hang out with you as much
0: it's not just that not just that (laughs) um I think that, like, when I think about, like, the first big Comic-Con I went to, which was probably Baltimore Comic-Con, and that was just a while back, even then, I would say about 50% of the stuff that was out there, I didn't recognize what it was. Like, I didn't know the anime stuff. I didn't know some of the stuff. Um, When I was growing up, I knew what everything was when I went out to some nerd event, um, to, like, a comic book show or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like... At the time we were recording back, you know, even seven years ago, um, you know, all the nerds were fans of Kevin Smith and you know, kind of Joss Whedon. You had some Star Trek, some Doctor Who, a little bit of Star Wars there. But there, you know, and then you had anime fans on the side. But it wasn't like now when, you know, when Game of Thrones tricked everybody who thought that they were watching like a socio political thriller set in the Middle Ages. They and they're like, the no, guess what? Window. Dragons and ice zombies, ha ha ha! You know. <laughs> um, and my dad still watches Game of Thrones, and, I'm and like, now we have zombie ice dragons. They're zombie ice dragons, and people shooting spells like they're like they're the wizard from Monty Python, and like <laughs> it's 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 like truly it's the nerdiest show in the world, and it's it's even gotten people like my dad, my dad and my stepmom want to go watch Wonder Woman
3: like I uh, it's, that's it's, it's, great well Wonder Woman was awesome
0: but it's to the point now where I'm like like from that all the way down to you know I was when the toys for the new Star Wars movie came out I happened to be in Target um, getting other stuff but I saw that it was out so I walked over and I was like oh my gosh new toys and I try and look at the figures to go like what can they tell me about what's going to happen in the movie because I don't want real <laughs> spoilers but I want like little nuggets of spoilers and this uh-huh. little, like six year old girl yells to her mom mommy mommy look Star Wars yeah. And I was like, dude, that did not happen when I was growing up.
2: That's true. Like,
0: it's it's like, so now there's like, seems to be the reason that like, not everyone's a fan of Kevin Smith anymore is simply because... You, there are so many places to go for what you want from a nerd. Like, if you want all superheroes all the time, literally, you've got Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, The Defenders, Gifted, Legion, Inhumans, Runaways. That's right. These are just the shows. Supergirl, these are just the shows on TV.
3: And by the way, our, our good friend from uh, uh, Trekoff, David Sobolov, is playing Grodd on uh, both The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow.
0: And since, by the way, uh, since we, uh, talked to him on, um, since we talked to him on, uh, Trek off, I believe. on Trek off. Yeah. Uh, yes. On Trek off. Um, i got was the, the chance to meet and to meet and hang out with the guy for like just two hours. Me and him sitting around talking, yeah. um, uh, off mic. Um, what a, what a genuinely good dude. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've gotten to know very briefly lots of uh, people through you and through other things who after you meet them, they like 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 three of your posts and then they kind of disappear. This guy <laughs> is like stays on my feed and he comments on my stuff and he likes stuff. And he's like like he still continue to, like treat me like I'm a friend of his, um, which, yeah. you know, which you don't have to do. And I and I don't even get the sense he does that because he knows you. I just get the sense that like he met me and was like, yeah, you seem like a nice enough guy. He just seems like just a genuine dude, so I can't say enough good stuff about him. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just wonder, like, if su- that superhero is your thing, if, if sword and sorcery is your thing, there's tons of that. If space stuff's your thing, time travel's your thing. There's, like, like it used to be, hey, Star Trek and Quantum
3: Leap, that's all you get. And if there's anything else, there's always 4chan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the the world. The world has become its own uh, its own strange, you know, episode of dark skies. Um, so, listen. Um, I uh, I wanted to thank you um, specifically uh, and in this public forum um, for uh, for helping to to helping to inspire me to
3: to bring the show do to the, an the, end. The, the, I'm sorry. To inspired you to bring the show to an end
0: yes well that's what i was thinking i was i was thinking. well <laughs> we haven't had daniel ross on in a while well if we do we can't do anymore we just can't <laughs> do it it's poison it's, it's just poison. we've hit
3: rock bottom when we get him on so yeah that's that's a good way to end it he is he is, he is i mean i mean seriously have we you can seen go his,
0: no lower have you seen his mohawk it's like a shark's fin and we just jumped it
3: um <laughs> it's like a balding shark's fin
0: um but no I wanted to thank you for for helping to inspire the show for being around for and for like you know, stoking stoking my geek you know my my geek interest. You know I always felt like I had to sort of hide it. Um and you know and now I you know right now I'm wearing a Doctor Who t-shirt like right now.
3: I'm wearing um, a Ninjas versus Monsters t-shirt cuz I thought but, it was going to be on camera.
0: It's weird because you've been on the show before and you've never <laughs> seen me ever do a video podcast. I just um,
3: figured the technology would have evolved to the point where video. What is this video? Is that like moving pictures? I think so. It's oh like boy. 3D, right?
0: Wow, this is incredible. We're g- It's like going to the talkies.
3: It's like scratch uh, and sniff. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, well, listen. I'm going to let you do the signature, uh, the signature shout out that everyone does. Please tell our uh, lovely audience to pop off.
3: Hey, all you lovely audience people, this is Daniel Ross, and I want you to pop off right now. You popping off? You should be. Do
0: it. Gross. All right. Bye now. So, of course, uh, this uh, retrospective on pop off would not be uh, complete without the uh, one time co-host. I think that uh, with the exception of Arthur, only one other person could be called a co-host to of pop off. And that is uh, Mr. R.J. Haynes, who is back. Hi, R.J.
4: Hey, Justin. Man, it is good it's to be back been, on this podcast.
0: We have not spoken since Thursday, the 22nd of September of 2011.
4: Oh, my God. Um, how can it be?
0: It has been six years, um, uh, and last last we were talking about uh, last thing we talked about, of course, was Thor, um, the first Thor movie, and nothing has happened in the Marvel universe. Yeah, not since much, then. Not much going on. Um, oh no, I uh, totally lied. Uh, we we talked since then, actually, all the way through the uh, end of December and into January, where we talked about Star Wars. Uh, again, absolutely nothing's happened in Star Wars since 2012.
4: <laughs> we were so young and innocent.
0: Uh, well, you were young and innocent. <laughs> I was neither of those things. I am now seventy-seven years old. My God. Um, uh, so, uh, first of all, uh, tell uh, tell everybody like where you went, what you've been doing, what what's been going on with you, sir.
4: Yeah, man, it's been a whirlwind of the past five or six years. Uh, after after we went our separate ways on the podcast show, I moved out to Los Angeles with my then fiance, now wife. It's funny how that happens. Um, and I've just been, uh, you know, working hard out here ever since my, I had my first job. Um, I was a screener for America's Funniest Home Videos, which is still on television. And that's Isn't that cool? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Like that's, what
0: what do you do? Like when you're a screener, what do you, what is it that you do?
4: Oh dude. It's like, it's, it's so unreal that people that I, I was able to get paid to do this thing. Basically, um, By the time I got there, and this is definitely still true, easily like 98% of the video submissions are all done online, which is... You know, obvious. But if you think about that, the flip side is we were still getting VHS tapes like at least one or two a week sent from, you know, grandparents and great grandparents (laughs) of uh, of their grandkids that they thought were so funny and cute. And some of them were. And uh, yeah, our job was just to screen all of this footage, all of this, uh, all of these home videos and see what was worthy to end up on the show. So we were like the first line of defense. It was an it was an unreal job. It was bizarre.
0: Was it fun or was it tedious after a while? Like you get, you see how many times, oh, my cat hit my son in the balls. Isn't that funny?
4: I like, like to how- think of it as like, a, I, you know, I made a wish on a monkey's paw. I was like, I want to work in television, and I love watching internet videos all day long. And there was just this kind of like, yeah, well, we'll we'll see about that, man. And it's just 210 videos every single day, and I have to rate them and review them. And what it did do, it was, it was grueling is what I'm saying and tedious, but what it did do is uh, get my foot in the door in this, uh, this kind of weird clip show digital world uh which is where i've kind of been working ever since
0: so i i have to i have to know did, did you ever come across things that were just so cruel and awful that you like felt like you had to call the police like i that's the one thing i would imagine is so i watch when i watch america's funniest videos i get like sometimes i'm like that's not funny that's just like somebody's whole day just got ruined yeah like, did you, you know did, it's was a, it ever like just really
4: sad it's a it's a fine line for the most part for the vast majority of it the answer is no because uh you know they're very um serious about getting all of everybody's signatures for all the videos and that's true of all the clip shows that I've worked on since too it's like it's a big part to get permission from everyone in the video so if it's particularly painful or embarrassing we just wouldn't get that signature and that clip wouldn't air um there were like odd and end occasions because it is Very easy to submit videos uh, to to those shows and those websites that I've worked for. And um, so, yeah, every once in a while you'll get something weird. You'll get something incriminating. And... um yeah, they, they go through the proper channels and I don't really know what happens after that, but I think we got videos of robberies and videos, just people being stupid sending stuff in and then we have how much to, How
0: much homemade porn did you receive? Weirdly, I just not as
4: much as I would have liked. You know, every day oh, I went in with some, my fingers crossed. But some, <laughs>
0: yeah. but some, There's got, at least once or twice you must have, like someone's like, hey, you know what we're going to send? Ha ha ha. Yeah, like, yeah. Must no, have happened.
4: Yeah. I don't know, if you want to cut this out, you're welcome to, but literally- No, my, I'm not going to cut any of this out. Okay, good. My third week there- I got a clip. I was one of three screeners and I was the new guy. Um and I got a clip of a guy, well, let's put it this way. Um one of the jo- one of the shows that I worked on, I was I was working as a screener and I got a clip of uh a guy pleasuring himself, close up of his uh you know, man junk and he was just working <laughs> at it and I turned to one of the more senior screeners and I was like, "Hey, do I have to watch this whole thing because that was the rule it's like you got to watch the whole clip unless in case something funny happens and he laughed at me and uh and he goes uh well does he finish and uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was awful it was but i never had anything that bad since then but that was that was remarkable i think some people just like get kind of carried away with how easy it is to send send videos you know
0: Okay. So what do you do after America's Funniest Videos? You, you leave that. And now you, you, when you say you write for, uh, clip stuff and clip stuff on the web, like what, what, what sort of thing, like, how do you, how do you write for, you know, they've sent the clips. What is it that you're writing?
4: Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a very specific type of comedy writing, and it kind of changes per job. Um, But for your standard clip show, uh, which of which I've done a few is, you know, you watch the clip down, um, you kind of have to start editing it in your head. Uh, Is this clip going to exist in a package of clips? Is this clip going to be a standalone uh, joke in and of itself? Um, And then once you kind of start editing that in your head, a lot of the voiceover functions as just wraparound for the hit or the funny thing about that clip. So if it's a guy getting hit in the balls, you want to be like, Oh, this is going to be a horrible example. And I can't wait for this to be broadcast on your podcast, but uh, like, Oh man, this is Kevin and he's never gotten hit in the balls. And then he gets hit. And then you say until now, and that's your standard Uh clip show structure. Yeah. What you're, what you're trying to do is not get in the way of the clip, not get too uh clever not to sound cynical but you don't want your joke to overpower the joke of the clip for the most part um and yeah it's weird it's it's kind of a science as much as it is an art you know huh um
0: so uh so sorry did uh um i forgot what i was saying (laughs) Yeah, but, it happens uh, with the brilliant clip su-
4: show comedy. Super professional <laughs>
0: is what is what I am. Okay, so um so I just want to turn real quick to uh, some of the things we talked about. Of course, uh, what pop off uh, was um was a, a an exploration of um of pop culture, specifically geek culture. I should have called it geek off um or something <laughs> like that because really that's what we talked about. We ne- never talked about sports. Sure. Uh, we never we never talked about music. Um, it was mostly like movies and TV, uh, centering around uh, centering around geek culture is sort of what we what it became. Yeah. Um, you you and I talked mostly about uh, superhero movies, uh, specifically the Marvel movies and Star Wars. Um, so. Uh, I guess we'll start with the Marvel movies. Uh have you kept up with have you seen all the, all the Marvel movies all the way through to Thor which came out last Thor Ragnarok which came out last weekend?
4: Oh man, not only have I seen every Marvel movie but I've been keeping up with the Inhumans. Like that's how that's how bad oh, I dude. have it.
0: <laughs> that why
4: I I feel like, like at this point I have seen every single second of the MCU And so when that show, even with all the bad reviews and everything, no, I didn't pay to see it in the theater for the IMAX thing, but I've watched every episode. it's, It's an addiction. It's a problem. Like, I think like heroin addicts talk about like you never can get that same high. It's like Avengers was that same high. Now, I don't. The movies have been steadfast and strong, but I'm still like scraping the bottom. I'm watching everything they can give me. It's a real problem.
0: Um, I think that uh, one of the things that we were doing is we were leading up to um, the the arrival of the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, And uh, and, you know, of course, it knocked it out of the park. Right. I mean, just totally, you know, Joss Whedon showed up and was just, you know, just just killed it. Yeah. Yeah. um, and a lot of what the next podcast with Arthur is going to be about is going to be it's going to be our superhero podcast. It's going to be called Totally Super, um, and we're going to be talking about every comic book movie ever made. Oh, um, I love it, Justin. That's um, a great idea for you, man. So I hope that you listen and you maybe even show show up from time to time. <laughs> um, uh, but um, but Josh shows up, uh, knocks it out of the park. Uh, they have um, pretty much all of the entries afterward. Just have been. Like the, what's the worst one? I mean, it, what's your worst Marvel entry? Ant Man, uh. which is great. Yeah, I, you I mean, I think you've really Thor got the Dark World. Maybe, maybe Thor the Dark World was the was the the slowest of the bunch. But as a fan of the game Portal, I enjoyed the end of it very much.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like live action Portal. I I I think I agree with you. I would say like the notable thing about the MCU is when it comes to the movies. The worst ones, in my opinions, are still great comic book movies, especially when you think about what that landscape looked like prior to the MCU getting started. You know, it was really hit or miss. Um, And so, like, yeah, when I think of the worst ones, I think of Thor: The Dark World, which I really love, and I think of Ant Man, which I also really loved. And I I think think Ant
0: Man, uh, Ant Man, um, and people also live list Doctor Strange as not being that great. Incredible Hulk too. Yeah, but that was pre Avengers. That was like oh, sure, you know, sure, you could sure. Also, yeah. You know, there. I can understand people not liking that. I can understand people not liking Captain America: The First Avenger, um, uh, because it just wasn't what they were looking for. But right. by the time you get to the Winter Soldier and Civil War, and you know, some people try and and shit on uh, Age of Ultron a little bit. And I I said just recently that um, Age of Ultron is, in my opinion. Um, maybe more rewatchable than the original Avengers. Not better. The original yeah. Avengers is is better, um, but Age of Ultron has such a quirkiness to it and such a, like, it's so layered in the story that it's trying to tell. It's so personal of a story. I could, like, if I had to watch one a hundred times, I would probably watch Age of Ultron.
4: Yeah, you know, it's sense. probably good that we don't podcast together anymore because it seems like we agree on all this stuff and it would make for a pretty boring podcast. But I, I feel the same way about Age of Ultron. Um, I kind of feel like looking back on it now that we have a couple of years uh, of contemplation and a whole mess of other MCU movies since then, it feels to me like an overpacked Transformers movie that actually works. And in that sense, it's kind of more even more impressive accomplishment than the first Avengers for me. And I totally agree. It's even more rewatchable just because Every three seconds, something insane is happening on screen, and there's except, still character. Except and when they still hard, yeah. Except when they
0: decide to take 25 minutes and go to a, a barn house,
4: which is my favorite part of that
0: movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then and then how does how does Ultron die? He dies quietly in the woods. Yeah, at the end. I mean, it's it's that's what I mean by a personal movie. The movie is 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 very is is is, is very personal. So then you get to to Guardians of the Galaxy shows up and you have Marvel Cosmic. Yeah. And then and then um have you seen Ragnarok?
4: Yeah, yeah, I saw it uh, I saw it on Saturday.
0: Oh my gosh.
4: Yeah, insane, man. It's uh so good. Yeah, it's such a blast. I I think um the real the real accomplishment looking back at the MCU is just the variety and tone that they've accomplished. And if you go back and listen to our old podcast, we were talking about that in phase one, but it's like that tenfold now. Like when you look at like, this political thriller of Winter Soldier, and then like this space opera of the Guardians movies and the new Thor movie, and how Shakespearean the first Thor is—it's like such a, a breadth of work, and it all it all kind of intermingles well together, you know.
0: I think that they they very smartly decide to make each Marvel movie its own kind of movie. Yeah, this one's a heist movie. This one's a, you know, this was a heist movie. This one's a, uh, uh a political thriller like you said this one's a space opera this one's you know thor ragnarok's an all-out comedy sure it yeah. was 80 percent improvised the dialogue <laughs> in that film <laughs> which is um
4: which is bananas for a movie with that many special effects that many sets it's it's insane the amount of improv
0: yeah um so uh the flip side of that is a place where improv is not allowed or they will fire you if you're a director um lucasfilm <laughs> uh with Star Wars. Um, what have you thought of the uh of the new direction the Star Wars movies have taken? We've got had two so far. We're yeah. about to have our third, which is amazing to think that, that there have been three Star Wars movies. Like the 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 Star Wars saga has expanded by the length of another trilogy already. Yeah, um, uh, what has been your impression of, of first of all The Force Awakens?
4: So The Force Awakens was and is probably the most important movie that's come out uh, for me, the most important movie that's come out in the past like decade, uh, maybe more. It was like a really big deal. And I, I can't remember having more fun in a theater uh, than I did seeing that. And also like, you know, you might know how it is. I mean, we both have you know relatively. Uh, I'm going to say hip instead of nerdy. What relatively hip wives who are kind of into the same interests as we are. Oh no,
0: my my wife is a is a big nerd. I mean, <laughs> there's no she <laughs> yeah. she is Batman. She is Batgirl PJs that she wears every night. It's, well, it's, that's it's not just every incredible. Night, yeah.
4: Um, yeah. And, you know, you know, my wife also has a lot of uh, you know shared tastes and things as I do. And Star Wars was always one of those. But it was always so clear that I was way more into it than her. And sure, Force, yeah, Awakens, Force Awakens changed everything like we're it's like Star Wars is our shared interest now because of Force Awakens. And so, yeah, it was it was a very important movie for me.
0: When they released the toys for Last Jedi, um, uh, the week they released the toys, I was at Target getting something else, and I walked by the toy section because I wanted to see what was there, and I heard this little like six year old girl yell, "Yo, mommy, Star Wars!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh, I see."
4: Yeah, it's incredible, mm-hmm. man. We can we can share the excitement now. I I don't know. I think it was uh. Super important, more important and than I Wonder,
0: take... Wo- I mean, Wonder Woman was really, really important, but I think that more important than Wonder Woman is, is, is Star Wars is the biggest ever. It yeah. will always be the biggest ever. And now two in a row, one, two, and looks like Last Jedi is two, three. It's about a girl and that's fine yeah and yeah, it's yeah. not it's not a big deal that she's a girl she doesn't she's neither girly nor not girly she's she's just a three-dimensional you know fully realized character the way that luke was or yeah, like they yeah. wanted anakin to be she's I, not I totally the agree. object of I, affection of anyone like i I,
4: re- I, re- I maybe even relate to ray more than i related to luke uh in the and that's not to say force awakens is better than the original trilogy i'm just saying like Ray feels like someone I can really connect with. And I, I don't know. I think that's uh, quite an accomplishment for such a huge blockbuster commercial film. That's a, that's a lot to try to put on that.
0: Now, I'm going to say, I think the criticism that it is derivative of the original um, is fair. Um, sure, but that... You- I, I, like to the point where... So, so here, here's my thought. It didn't need to be a desert planet and not be Tatooine. It didn't need to be a, another big giant death ball. It didn't need to have another cantina. Um, it, any one of those, maybe two of those might have been okay. Um, but the fact that it was specifically another bigger death ball and the fact that she was specifically on another desert planet, um, it it became, it's not just structurally the same, but it's, it's the specifics are so very much the same that I have to say on rewatching, it is a little distracting. Sure, it is a little distra- I, that- I
4: can definitely I can see that criticism. The thing that really I don't know irks me about about some people who have that point of view is that they almost seem like it's like oh it's 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 unintentional or it's or it's overly manipulative. And to me, it's like so clearly part of how that movie works. Like it, I mean, in the same way that that Stranger Things stands up on its own merit, but also on the back of nostalgia. And I know nostalgia has become kind of a gross. A uh, four-letter word these days. Um, I think that I think that Force Awakens does that as well, and I think they do it really well because it allows the separation, the the times that it does deviate from A New Hope, to stand out all the more and kind of say something about that. So I, I definitely agree with it, but I think I think they really use it to their uh, to their benefit.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, I I. By and large, I agree with you. I mean, I think for I watched so this last weekend. I watched a uh, uh, here at my house, as as you know, I still have the big giant screen. Except now, what I have now, I have a, a 3D projector oh of, and glasses. Uh, so, <laughs> so my uncle Johnny came down from uh, from uh, New Jersey to sit and and he'd never seen the new ones. He was a big fan in the old days, and and just to watch uh, these two movies on my system because it's the only way to watch it. Um, and, uh, and after watching force awakens again, this is the way I felt one. It's exhilarating. It's great. The performances are wonderful. The energy is great. Um, the experience of watching it is super fun. Um, uh, Johnny laughed every single time a stormtrooper died (laughs) because they just die everywhere. They're just constantly dying. Dead stormtroopers everywhere all the time. (laughs) Um, which is funny. Um, but, uh, I think the nostalgia factor works. The fact that it's the, the, the Falcon works. I think the fact Han and Chewie work for me, you know, taking the moment to pull the, the, the dust cover off of R2-D2 works for me. (laughs) Luke being Luke being the point of the, my, my mom, who's not a star Wars fan cried when Han Solo hugged Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Like she was just, she was like, that's them. And they grew old just like me. It's kind of like the, the, the thing, like all the nostalgia stuff worked.
4: How did the, your how did your uncle like it? Did it hold up? Oh yeah, he, he he
0: he adored it, and and I'll talk in a second about Rogue One too because we watched that one as well. He he thought it was wonderful. Thought it was a really good film. Nice. Um, all that being said, it didn't Star Killer Base did not need to pretty much look like another Death Star. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, and and it didn't need to be a desert planet. It could have been nearly anything else. Um, Yeah, I I mean, those those two things were my biggest problem that it was it like it it would have avoided if either one of them had been different. It might have avoided some of the criticism lobbed at it. And instead, it it seemed too much like a soft reboot, which made it seem slightly out of continuity, if that makes sense at
4: all. No, no, I hear you. And I think the encouraging news uh, for those concerns is what we've seen of Last Jedi looks like they're really giving us something new that stands on its own.
0: Precisely, precisely. Um, okay, so then Rogue One comes up and shows you really can do a different Star Wars film. So, yeah. what is your thought on Rogue One?
4: I loved Rogue One. I think it's the greatest fan film ever made. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, uh, in in no way do I say it doesn't belong in the Canon of star Wars. And I think it'll just embed itself further in Canon as we see more of these spin-off movies, but it really feels like such an outlier at the moment uh, because everything else uh, with the exception of uh, the prequels just feels so cohesive to me. And even the prequels now, just because it's all lumped together. I almost think these new, th- this new trilogy, this new uh, this new Skywalker uh, continuation uh, almost helps is like helping my view of the prequels. It's a lot less sore. And I know we, we talked about the prequels. I know you're an apologist and I'm becoming one too. I am. As the, uh, as the uh, series is kind of repairing those. And um, I don't know, I've been watching uh, Rebels and I watched the Clone Wars. And I think those shows- was it. Clone also, Wars
0: great? Was Clone it, like,
4: Wars is insane. Clone so Wars the, an- so My insane. Anakin Skywalker is Clone Wars Anakin Skywalker. I'd it's say.
0: such a shame that the, that the Clone Wars movie- And that the first, like, six or seven episodes of Clone Wars really did not get it. Yeah, so Um, bad. Because I could see people quitting and going, uh, I walked out of the Clone Wars movie, (laughs) Um, um, which is bizarre to go that now I can say my favorite character in all of Star Wars is Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, same here,
4: Um, man. Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: um, I mean, I'm so invested in her. Um, that like like I'm desperate for her to show up on Rebels and tell me she's okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh my I god. I read I read the book, the Ahsoka book. Yeah. Um, um, uh, and then Rebels is yeah. I'm I'm totally up to date. Rebels is is also become absolutely a part of the Star Wars canon. I think that one of the things that kind of pissed me off, and I and I'm so glad for Clone Wars or rather for Rebels in this regard, is that there was sort of a it felt like a top down um dismissal of the prequels like the clone wars was canceled they didn't mention anything sure. about the prequels the prequel toys weren't being put out anymore there were no more books about the prequels being done everything about the prequels was done there were no more prequels and they and and then it was the and now we're using all practical effects not like the <laughs> prequels blah 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 um uh and And it kind of, as a fan of the prequels, I was sort of miffed at that. Like, kind of like, hey man, like, like, don't do that. Like, you might like, you might not like your old drunk Uncle Bill, but, but like, he's still part of the family. Like, (laughs) stop it. Um. So, uh, so I am glad to hear the rumors that I've heard that the prequels are being pulled into the new trilogy, and we're going like, for instance, you know they there's no mention of anything other than perhaps you should, perhaps you should have a clone army. Sure. You know, there's other than that, there's no reference to the fact that the prequels ever happened. Right. Um, the idea that they are now going to pull that in to the continuity of the new trilogy. I really hope so. Um, if they do a Kenobi trilogy right now, I'm going to be so thrilled because I keep hearing that it's like this close to happening.
4: Yeah. I mean, um, man, if they do that right, uh, that would be incredible because I mean, he's, he's the strongest part of the prequels. He's the one you'd want to yeah. carry over.
0: And Ewan McGregor is amazing in the role. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know the the fact that Mustafar finally showed up on in Rogue One. I was like, finally! Like, <laughs> I feel like Rogue One did a lot because I can absolutely see going from Episode Three to Rogue One. Watching that, watching sure. Episode Three and Rogue One right after. Yeah, makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think those Vader scenes, especially him in the in the in the tank, and seeing him there in the tank after. Episode three really would give you that sense of okay, we're still, like that's the best transition to the new trilogy you could possibly get.
4: Yeah, you get a little glimpse of his uh, of his in betweens, and that's that's pretty rad.
0: What do you think of the uh, the director changes and stuff that they've done? I mean, it, it's been it's been crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, they, man. I, I they don't know. Jo- Josh Tr- Josh Trank was going to direct. Yeah, um, and then Fantastic Four came out, and they fired him. Yeah, and then Gareth Edwards was mostly done in fact completely done with rogue one and they wanted more and he didn't want to do it so they hired tony gilroy to do like 20 percent more like 20 percent more without gareth edwards doing anything except sitting by the sidelines which he chose to do yeah and consult um then they had uh then then they uh they loved what um they they loved what uh uh Ryan john Ryan johnson ryan johnson was yeah. doing with with last jedi so they kept that but then they had lord miller which i keep saying lord and taylor but that's a that's a department <laughs> store uh, yeah. and then they just fire them and hire ron howard
4: yeah I, like, they, I gotta say about that firing I
0: mean, directors a lot <laughs>
4: it's it's insane and really i mean unsettling i When they announced the the solo movie, uh, myself just like a lot of nerds were like, "No, no, thank you." I I just think it's like it it feels it feels like the equivalent of Anakin Skywalker built C three PO. Wait, why, why did he Why? Why did he have to do that? And he did that when he was a kid. And now it's like, uh, Han Solo, we're going to see him, how he met Chewie, maybe. And we're going to see how he got the Millennium Falcon. The things that got me excited about that movie were the casting and, most importantly, Lord and Miller's names attached. I thought that's going to be similarly to uh, how Rogue One felt, where it's like, this is such an aside. This feels like someone else's voice playing in the Star Wars universe, which is why I say best fan film ever made. I was giddy at the idea of a Lord and Miller movie set in the Star Wars universe. It's something that would be like light and separate. If you don't like it, maybe you could say it's not canon. If you do like it, then it's this weird little flavor. Um, and to, to lose them and replace them with Ron Howard, who, who I love, but is by all means like a safe director, a safer director than Lord and Miller. Um, just, just really feels like I'm back on the bench with like, why are we making this movie? Why are we going to, I mean, I'm going to see it. Like, who am I kidding? Again, I watched all of Inhumans, but I'm going to see this movie, but it's just, it's a real drag, man. It's like, they're stifling the, uh, inventive voices. It's like Edgar Wright getting taken off of Ant-Man all over again.
0: Except, you know, it's worth noting that every choice that Tony Gilroy came in and did on Rogue One was the right choice.
4: I don't know the, the specifics of that. What, what, give All me right, some so, examples.
0: So, most of the space battle at the end, Tony Gilroy. Mm. The, the Darth Vader scene at the end of the movie. Right. I have heard that. Yeah. Tony Gilroy. That, that, like the best minute and a half ever put on film in the history <laughs> of film. Um, Tony Gilroy. Um, uh, most of K2SO's lines, Tony Gilroy. Yeah. Um, the sense, you know, the re edition of, of, of John Williams' score at the end and making it feel like a Star Wars movie at the end. Tony mm. um, uh and and I think that's I can see Kathleen Kennedy watching this. You know, they say that it was like completely improvised, Ace Ventura esque, probably a little more like Thor Ragnarok, which is great. Sure, um, but I could see her going, "Whoa, this is this is really silly," and this is not this is not Han, and I could see that being a problem. Um, I am not a giant fan of Ron Howard's comedies. Sure. Um uh I think the Grinch is an abomination. <laughs> um uh I I think Splash is fine. Um, but in general, I I like his dramas much more. I think Ransom's amazing and Apollo 13 is amazing and A Beautiful Mind is amazing. Um it's worth noting that the last few movies he's made were those uh Dan Brown movies, the the Da Vinci Code movies, which yeah, are just yeah. terrible. Um so like I I The one thing that I think he has going for him, because he's not just a safe director because, you know, because he makes safe stuff. um, But he knows George Lucas. He's friends with George Lucas. He was the star of George Lucas's first movie.
4: True. yeah, Which is worth noting. Yeah. He
0: was like like he was there. As Star Wars was being conceived, and he's been there throughout. As you know, uh, his his uh, Imagine Entertainment's been been you know tied together with Lucasfilm. Tons, you know that he and he and Lucas made Willow together. You know, like they like he knows Lucas, and so I feel like he might be the one to go. Okay, you know what? I'm going to take my superior than Lucas skills as a filmmaker. To show what Lucas would want Han to be, I want this Han to clearly be the Han that we get later. I don't want this Han to be, ha ha, super. I don't want this Han to be Star Lord, and then be the Han at the at at Mos Eisley Cantina because, like, like Han is like not. People go, oh, Star Lord's just like Han Sultan. No, he's not. Sure, true. not at all, not at all. But I could see how people might feel that maybe he was a little bit like that. And if you really examine what Han was, Han was like, Han was never like that. Han was never silly. Um and I think that that maybe what Lord Miller was doing were, we're doing were was so irreverent. They enjoy being they enjoy undercutting, right? Look how they undercut Batman. Look what they they that's their that's their that's their thing, that's their joke and they do it wonderfully. I think the Lego movie is 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 maybe one of the best animated films of the last like 10 years. Um, which is the, the fact that it wasn't nominated for an Academy Award was ridiculous. Insane. Yeah. Um, uh, But I I can absolutely see how the guardian of the flame, Kathleen Kennedy would be like, look, I'm sorry guys, but this is what you're turning in is absolutely, absolutely not what we're doing with Star Wars. And this is too big a gamble at this point. Yeah, Um,
4: I mean, listen, dude. I I hope that you're right. I think there's there's a big chance that you are. The big headline that makes me nervous is just how late in the game that replacement came. And if it ends up being like a hodgepodge of the two, I I I don't know. It makes me nervous, man. Yeah,
0: but but it worked. I mean, Rogue One is is the example of where it worked. And maybe more and more, you know, do movies need to be directed by a single director? As a you and I have both directed a feature film. Yeah, you know, um. And I would be, as a director, crushed if someone else had taken the last Ninjas movie and finished it.
4: Man, can Um, you imagine?
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably would have been better.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say that, Justin.
0: But I will say this. I think that there is a place in the world for script doctors, for instance.
4: Sure, sure. um,
0: To come in and take the nugget of an idea, a great idea, and go, okay, but I see where this is off track and what works and what doesn't and I, I see where like a new set of eyes a fresh set of eyes it's never really been done this idea of, of a new person uh, like successfully at least I guess the there was that one Exorcist movie that where the guy was replaced by Rennie Harlan um, but like I think that in general like it's, it's just such a rarity it's happened so much here and it's worked so far I want to give them the benefit of the doubt until they've you know screwed up and then you know I just hope they don't because Star Wars is so dear to
4: me. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: are you, um, you know, we're, we're not really going to get a chance to talk about Star Wars anymore. Uh, what do you uh, uh, What do you think about uh, Last Jedi coming up? This is going to be a time capsule, of course. This is, uh, you know, someone <laughs> five years from now going, what do you mean? Did yeah, you realize yeah. that Luke is revealed to be an android at the end? <laughs> Weird, huh? Um, what, uh, uh, do you think Luke goes dark? Your thoughts?
4: I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't even put much weight on my own thoughts because I'm just so excited to see how it unfolds. Like the little bits of behind the scenes info that we know it's like, we know Ryan Johnson for over a year now has been talking about how weird this one is. It keeps on using the word weird, which uh, had me nervous until I saw the trailer. Um, And so Luke going dark could definitely be weird, but if it's done well, I'm on board. And if it's not done well, I'm going to be a furious nerd about it. Um, Yeah. But uh,
0: let's keep in mind that we had the original star Wars and they went onto the set of empire. and They're like, okay, now we have a giant, we have a a little three foot tall frog puppet. Then Luke's going to spend the entire movie with him. Have fun. (laughs) Like it's like you can, you can see how, how that one would be looked at. Like what?
4: Yeah, (laughs) totally. Luke's
0: going to, Luke's going to do what? You're going to separate them out and Luke's going to spend the entire time with a frog puppet? Like 60% of the movie with a frog puppet? Really? Maybe,
4: maybe like 90% of Last Jedi is just a monologue from one of the Porgs. And that's why it's weird. I would watch that too.
0: Without subtitles. Right. right.
4: Like the beginning of the Christmas special. Yeah. Just
0: screaming. Just screaming for 90 minutes. That's
4: amazing. Everyone just immediately returns all their Porg memorabilia.
0: Um. Uh, have now you've done uh um as a capstone to uh, uh you had a geeks radio podcast that sort of fizzled out called uh called um uh Garrett and RJ go uh go Hollywood. to Hollywood yeah. uh, um uh are you
4: still podcasting at all no man i've kind of i kind of i would love to get back into it i've kind of uh other things have taken over. I've been really focusing on uh, on my writing, in addition to my career writing. I'm still writing features. Uh, if I could just squeeze in a quick plug here, just launched. Sure. uh Just launched this week. Specaweek.com. It's a blog I started. I'm writing a different. tv spec script each week every tuesday i'm gonna post i've got three up there now uh wrote one for the twilight zone wrote a spec for uh the dick van dyke show and cheers just went up uh today this tuesday so uh be sure to check that out i'm doing that in between jobs right now to keep myself from uh do you take requests losing my mind yeah totally
0: please i want a script for sledgehammer
4: i'm not even familiar with sledgehammer look it up all right. Well, Can I got I'm a lot of research watch, to do in a week. Watch,
0: watch, watch a little. Watch a little uh, a sledgehammer. Okay, so if you're not gonna do sledgehammer, first of all, watch, watch a little sledgehammer because it's it's hilariously
4: ridiculous. You'll go all down
0: right. that rabbit hole fast. <laughs> um, uh, but if you're not gonna do uh, a sledgehammer, then uh, do a quantum leap. Yeah, oh,
4: dude, you're, I've thought about doing a quantum leap. I uh, I got to think of the idea, man. I loved quantum leap growing up.
0: Because you can put it anywhere. You can like you can just decide like don't put it after. Don't don't write one they could do now. Of yeah. course, because you're doing Dick Van Dyke show. But like, uh, but like, just what where should they go? It's got to be within Sam's lifetime.
4: Yeah, that's so. been, that's been kind of the fun challenge on all of these. Is I'm not doing a modern take. I'm just trying to write an earnest episode. Sometimes the seed of the idea comes from current events or, or something modern, but I really try to make them feel true to the, uh, the show they belong to. So I, man, I would love to do a quantum leap episode. That's a great I'm excited.
0: Idea. I, yeah. So go, everyone should go check that out. Um, And uh, what else can, where else can they find you, sir? Yeah. Well, like you where, can, where uh, else can they you can, find your stuff?
4: Yeah. Find me on Twitter. I'm at RJ underscore Haynes. That's um, i I've got another uh, independent feature that I wrote and I actually star in called uh, this is my year. Um, we should be having some news soon about when that's gonna come out. Um, yeah, and I've just been uh, staying busy. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll you'll see stuff going on every once in a while.
0: Well, RJ, I've missed talking to you. Uh, I want to thank you. Um, as I am thanking everybody, of course, to uh for making pop off a thing. Um, you know, we had uh we we had. I'm, I'm looking at how many episodes of pop up for. Maybe we got you know because it it disappeared for four or five years, but you know, sixty. uh about 60 episodes probably on wow. there that, that we ended up doing um it's nothing compared to the you know trek you know 200 episodes because we you know that's still every week and stuff but like like i'm i'm so pleased that this was a thing and i'm glad that you know that i made such good friend you know i barely knew you when we started and and you know i'll, I'll always feel like you know even if we don't talk here you know always you know sort of one of those lifetime friends you kind of keep forever so i uh i i thank you for being part of this journey man
4: Justin that that means a lot man and the feeling is mutual we did we like became friends on pop-off they're kind of a unique little uh time capsule in that way and well hopefully hopefully people find it yeah seriously dig through um I'm uh I don't know I'm just I'm super impressed that you still got the trek off thing going and you're kicking ass there and I can't fucking wait to listen to this new podcast man I'm pumped
0: cool all right well uh uh one for, for the last time for you, uh, I'm going to let you tell everyone to pop off. So go for it, sir.
4: Oh, man. All right. Let me prep real quick.
0: Lion face, lemon face. Lion face,
4: lemon face. <laughs> All right, everybody. Pop off.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Next is uh, the one, the only. Trust in Phil Phil Stamper, uh, who came on um, years ago to discuss with us uh, Doctor Who and uh, and wrestling. We're gonna talk a little tiny bit about wrestling, but uh, but uh, then spun off into his own uh, podcast that he had for a couple of years there, um, which is uh, which is podcast two uh, with Phil Stamper. Um, uh, the, uh, episode of which talking about, uh, rumors of 12, um, is the, uh, is one of, uh, Geeks Radio's highest rated, uh, episodes with thousands of downloads, including a few every month. Still, still, wow. sir. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, so as of this recording, it's been thousands of people have heard that episode of podcast too. So I welcome you back to the final pop-off, sir.
5: Woo. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for How having are you? me back. I am well, you know, we're film. We're recording in a very rainy DC area day. So on a normal day, people can't drive, and now it's raining.
0: Well, it's DC. People can't drive here anyway. Right. Uh, um. So last time we spoke. If I'm looking back to how long it was ago, uh, a lot's happened with you uh, since yes. then. Um, so I'd love to hear about all this. Stuff. The last time we spoke, you were just coming off of ninjas versus vampires and broken legs. And and you're about <laughs> uh, for people who never listen to the other podcast like that. We had just talked about Doctor Who and then you went on your merry way. So what have you been up to in the six years since you've been
5: <laughs> on Pop-Off? <laughs> sir? It's, it's so weird to think that it has actually been that long because in six years we have launched ninjas versus monsters yes Um, which you played
0: a which you played a substantial part in
5: i would say yeah uh had the role of hammer which was awesome uh it was a lot of fun and if you haven't seen it go check out the extended version on amazon.com yes Um, and if
0: you look at the extended version at the end uh there's a certain fight scene with a certain hammer that didn't make it into the into the cut of the film that we have reinserted into the end uh because it's worth seeing because it's really funny but go on I'm excited by that part. <laughs> yeah, it's there. Watch to the end, sir. Here you are saying to everyone to watch the end, and you're like, "Oh,
5: I haven't watched the end yet." Um, I didn't but- say I didn't watch it. I was like, "That's what I'm excited for."
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of it's lots of extra features on there. Like, like it's as long as the actual movie, because time to put the I'll, I'll put it all out there. Since I'm never ever doing another ninjas movies, um,
5: so, never ever ever,
0: never ever. You know that's not true. If uh, if there was a producer and somebody else who wanted to direct it. I would write one. I'd write one. I, I have an idea of where the story goes, but I don't want to make it. It's not.
5: It, it's so weird to find people who randomly find it in, in my circle sometimes. And then we talk about it and have this breakdown and people who've actually who want more from that universe. Sometimes it, it's it's interesting to hear from them.
0: I and you know what? I, I have directors who do it, uh, but uh, give us money and we'll do it. It would take what these movies take about eighteen thousand dollars to make. So you, someone throws us eighteen thousand dollars, and I will throw that to someone who will make the movie. Um, awesome. I will, See, it's yeah. as
5: easy as that.
0: Easy as that. If you as if you easy. are if you are un, unbelievably rich and and fans of 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 early two thousands uh of, of late two thousands early twenty tens uh random action horror movies. Uh, you know what I found this last uh, Halloween? Um, there's a children's book called Ninjas Versus Monsters. Really. Yeah, having nothing to do with us, it's, it's, right? You know, and you can't you can't copyright a name, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, the children. So I almost want to contact them and go, hey. But you know, I don't care. <laughs> I
5: don't care I'm, I'm trying to remember the Japanese one that I found on Netflix randomly. It was like there's, there's ninjas ninja versus there's, ni- right.
0: there's ninjas versus aliens, and then there's the movie Ninja Zombies.
5: Okay. Um, and the guy I think who I made, saw Ninjas versus Aliens. I think that was the one I saw.
0: I've seen that, and then Ninja Zombies. Um, Ninja Zombies. I actually contacted uh, that guy, um, and we chatted a little bit. Um, the guy who made that, and uh, he was so nice and so pleasant about everything. Because I think, like ours came out, Ninjas vs. Zombies and Ninja Zombies came out at the same time. So of course he had heard of us. So as kind of a joke, uh, Leo Napper's character is named Noah after the director of Ninja Zombies. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, there you go. And now you know things that you didn't know the first time around. Um, the more you know, the more you know. So, uh, so what have you been doing? So, you mean ninjas versus uh, ninjas versus monsters? And then there's been you were doing wrestling stuff before, but I've seen a lot more of you recently, and not so much in the ring as as out. Tell me what you've been doing, King of Wrestling.
5: So uh, that's President of Wrestling. President uh, of Wrestling. Sorry. So some of wrestling what has is changed. democratic. Of course, of course, it's completely electable. Um, so things have mo- been modifying in my life as things have gone on and I have had the good fortune of working on some other films and a couple of TV projects and inside of the world of wrestling, things had continued to grow and expand. And then, um, about four years ago now, I had started to get pain in my arm and would go back to different doctors and physical therapy and would get back and forth on what it was or could be. And finally found out about a year ago, um, it was actually, uh, I had two discs in my neck that were pushing against my spinal cord. um, Ah, And I've had, I've had that. And one was also going to the right. And the other one was going to the left into the foraminal channel of the side of my neck. Uh, So in February I had cervical fusion surgery. Oh, Um, wow. So uh, that, that pretty much might be the very end of me being active inside of a wrestling ring. Uh, So i had the good fortune of already being a mouthpiece uh, and and talking a lot uh i can i can cut a very mean promo when i need to and so uh a, a few places were like well hey we like you we want you around you're already doing other stuff for us behind the scenes so why don't we put you in the position of being an authority figure and so i sort of translated my life in wrestling into that direction um some other places i was doing commentary so that it's so weird that that has sort of expanded a little bit more um and And I'm looking at I was already the other day I was looking at my calendar for twenty eighteen and I'm like, "Wait a minute, I'm already booked for like sixty five percent of my weekends for the year of twenty eighteen and we're not done this year yet.
0: That's so cool like that's like that that's good for you so i mean i i here's the thing i've I've seen you angry twice <laughs> um I, only twice um uh and most of the time you are like like one of the most affable people that I've ever met. Um, so I feel like this is maybe even more attuned to your particular skill set than what you did before I um, think
5: so and I'm, now I'm trying to think when were the times you saw me angry because I think I mean, one was a wrestling promo Uh,
0: no I mean it for real angry I've seen okay. you for real I mean we we made movies I, I, I piss people but... off when I make movies you know remember back before I said hey for $18,000 we can make these things I do that by making everyone around me angry <laughs> and 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 movies movies you know, it's like it's like giving birth. There's a lot of tearing and screaming. Um, <laughs>
4: um.
0: So uh, so in the meantime, um, in the midst of all that, uh, last time we spoke, we were about to get the twelfth Doctor. Um, who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? And it end up being uh, Peter Capaldi. This guy. Yeah. The guy for the Pompeii episode. This is never going to work. And we first saw the first one and really it's I don't know if this is working. Um I can tell you I it's even hard for me to imagine David Tennant anymore. Like Peter Capaldi seems to be like that's the doctor.
5: Right. Um and it seems to be more in line with the doctor as you always described. In many ways, yes. And I I like Peter Capaldi. I think he had a rough start. And I don't know where where that goes. I, I always sometimes look at the showrunner and I just put my hand in the air and shake my fist and go Moffat uh, because it's sort of I, I think they didn't know what to do with him. There was sort of that. Well, he he changed and it's a different doctor, but some of the scripts were left over from other doctors. And so I think even as an actor, he was trying to figure out, OK, how am I the doctor? How am I this guy that other all these other people have played? And I think it took a, a good season for him to sort of flush it out.
0: Well, uh, and, and look, that the sunglasses were really stupid. Yeah. Really, really terribly stupid. But the electric, electric guitar was really great.
5: Yeah. And that's the him right? playing the guitar. He really plays the guitar. Does he really? Yeah. He was in I a rock band with Craig Ferguson.
0: What?
5: Yes. That's how heard they, they Fer- knew Ferguson each other. Craig Ferguson
0: talk about his rock band before.
5: Yeah, they were in that band together. Why? Because I've listened to Craig
0: Ferguson's comedy special, and and he talks about his rock band. That's amazing, really.
5: Yes. So before uh, Craig before Craig Ferguson went off the air, and he had the Tardis on the desk, like there was a whole like Peter Capaldi like tribute because he they were that close.
0: Oh wow! I so that's really oh that makes me like him even more. Um, you know when he won me over, there was uh, this, and I forget the episode, but there was uh, there was yeah, and I liked him up to this point. I was a fan of the show, and I and you know I I I watched it, and you know when you and I first recorded, I don't even think I had watched the show yet. I don't think I had watched Peter Capaldi or, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Christopher Eccleston yet when okay. we first started talking about Doctor Who. So now that I've seen everything from Eccleston forward and all of Torchwood, mm-hmm. um, uh, I can say when when Capaldi won me over, there was an episode where essentially, uh, Clara had been um possessed and she was gonna push a button and someone else was gonna push a button, or maybe it wasn't Clara It was one of the twin people. Um, right. but uh, they were gonna push a button. and then he gives the speech in that episode um that is basically be basically about the nature of war. And not only did the episode win me over, but him as an actor and as the doctor won me over so much like it just like like i've i've pulled up that speech and shown that to people not as like a hey you should watch doctor who but like hey how does this speech influence the way you think about the world right um and that's when he
5: won me okay i'm trying to think when when it was i was like he's i mean right away of course he's the doctor there's (laughs) nothing really you could do but i'm trying to think of that moment because i i latched onto him Early on, even though I saw some moments where I thought either he was challenged or maybe the writing was challenged or something was going on that, you know, we will never know. But I I, I latched on to him really early. And I, I mean, I will be the first person to say Matt Smith was not my favorite doctor. Um, what's interesting now is when I go back and see his episodes, I appreciate him more than I did then. Um, and of course, we were just coming off David Tennant and David Tennant was my favorite doctor probably of all time. And I was a fan of the old show, too, so... Between him and and I mean I I like Peter Capaldi David Tennant's still my doctor but Peter Capaldi's a pretty damn good doctor.
0: Well, I mean, I guess the thing David Tennant is is the new Who, but I feel like Peter Capaldi, like had there never been David Tennant, Chris Freckleson, the the young hot action doctor, I feel like Peter Peter Capaldi would have absolutely fit into the mold of all the doctors that came before.
5: Oh, I I 100% agree. And he I mean, he himself was also a fan of Doctor Who, and I think that helps too because then you sort of have in your mind already, you have an awareness of the show, you have an awareness of how you would fit into inside of that universe. Um, I don't know if you knew this when he was first announced uh on the BBC and they did like this big reveal special. They also pulled up an art or a letter that ch- I think it was 12-year-old Peter Capaldi had written Doctor Who magazine at the time.
0: What? Yeah. Um I, you see, and now I'm even more sad that he's leaving. Yeah. Um now I'm even more bummed. Uh um, but uh in the meantime, um I don't know if at the time we had talked about Torchwood, but I want to tell you that I you and I have talked offline about the fact that I watched Torchwood. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and yeah, um does that take a precipitous fall? Um Yeah. Yeah, it's uh that it's it's good, then it's really good then it's um then it's the uh the one where
5: uh they come to like america real, what? Oh go good, I'm sorry.
0: The one no no the one before america the one where it gets really dark. Where yeah. Every, yeah. And Children of the, Earth. Yeah, Children of Earth and the end of that one spoiler alert for Torchwood um they make Jack murder his own grandchild for kind of no reason and then leave us with him weeping. And I kind of was done. I was so mad at Torchwood that yeah. I felt like it wasn't emotionally re- resonant. It was emotionally manipulative. It was just like, here we're going to do something awful. Here, just we're going to yeah. be the worst.
5: And that's that's really what it felt like. It felt like they they did it to be the worst for the sake of being the worst. And I um, found
0: myself asking, I, I found myself asking, why am I watching this? Mm-hmm. Why why am I choosing to put this into my brain? This is not. Like and I don't mind dark stuff and I don't mind stuff that breaks your heart, but this is why am I so? Then I tried Miracle Day, and I just quit. I was just done. I was yeah. like, it was it was really like remarkably bad. Um. So, uh, stop Torchwood after season two because that's what you should do um so uh tell us uh at this point again this is going to be a time capsule it's the final episode of pop-off so mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. will find it in years to come we're recording this november of 2017 and uh they're about to have a christmas special with peter capaldi wrapping it up uh with um what's his name from uh harry potter and game and game of thrones playing uh playing the first doctor
5: correct um, and i i feel bad too because i can't remember his name off the top of my brain um he's but yes, filch. He,
0: he's philch yes um, and he's the guy with the red wedding. Um, he's that guy. Um, uh, and then uh, we're getting new stuff. Tell us about the new stuff that we're going to be getting for Doctor Who coming up.
5: So, his name is David Bradley, that's going to be the first doctor. Um, yeah. and through this, so apparently, just from what I've gotten from just the trailers, is it'll be that they're frozen in a moment of time, and it's at the time at the end of the first doctor's life, so when he's about to regenerate. For the very first time, and we're also what's been left over from the season finale of the current season of Doctor Who is Peter Capaldi is is about to regenerate, but he's not. He doesn't want to. He's trying to fight his regeneration. Um, but when they wake up in whatever time frame they are, either World War Two, World War One, they're frozen in a moment of time. Uh, hey, you and- know what they could do? They could have
0: Clara jump into all of the doctor's life and time stream and have her affect everything ever and then never mention it again. That's something that they Eh. could do. Yeah. That's something they could do. They could just have the most important thing ever happen and then never, ever, under any circumstances, ever mention that it ever happened. Ever, or,
5: or, or, or are you possibly saying that she, this is how they could maybe bring her back for the Christmas special because technically she would have existed in that moment of the doctor's life because it happened? Well, especially yeah, for I, the first I, doctor, I, it happened. I, what, I'm, what I'm
0: really suggesting is that it was really shitty that, that, <laughs> that they did that, and they, they did that, and then it absolutely didn't matter, it had zero consequence at it, all. It was never mentioned
5: I, again. All the, like what I felt happened was they were in such this this mode of we have to get ready for the 50th anniversary. And my mic gain keeps increasing exponentially no matter what I do to it. It's all um, right. No worries. We'll be fine. So they I feel like they kept going, OK, we're getting ready for the 50th. We have to do all these things to prepare for the 50th. And when they realized they were going to get Christopher Eccleston, that they had to fit in who ended up replacing basically him and what he his character was with John Hurt. Hey, not a bad actor choice. Um, who played this this doctor that you had never seen or knew of before between the last time you saw the doctor on television before Christopher Eccleston and Christopher Eccleston. Um, you know what they could do? They, they could bring back the actress
0: that you desperately wanted to see with David Tennant again and have her play someone completely different. That would be a good idea.
5: <sighs> or the same actress that you wanted to see with David Tennant and really she ended up with Matt Smith and then Peter Capaldi, who she spent her last night with.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the actress I wanted to see was Rose. I wanted to see Rose with David Tennant. And instead, you got Billy Piper playing someone different. Why would you do this?
5: You know what? I was okay with it. Because by that point, we had said goodbye to Rose one, two, three, four times. <laughs> and so I was really okay with it not being Rose. Like, Oh, do it again. Course- you know what? I was
0: fine every single time the angel went back to Buffy and you heard that that theme again. Da, da 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 I mean, it still would make me cry. I'm fine with it. You know, you could still have David Tennant and Rose. By the way. Oh yes, because they're in a still parallel.
5: They're in a parallel universe.
0: Yeah, that would so. like. Hey, new showrunner. I know you're looking for ideas. That's mine. Um, <laughs> so there's a new showrunner. What's his name? And uh, and who's he bringing uh to to bear for Doctor
5: um, Who? so it is, uh, Chris Chibnall. Um, so he's written for British television, of course, before he's previously, uh, been a writer and producer for Dr. Who before, um, as well as also worked on Torchwood and Broadchurch, which is very interesting since the new person who will become the doctor, uh, also is from Broadchurch. So he's had some, some definite connections to sort of everybody. Um, What's interesting is he's written some really good episodes of Doctor Who, and he's also written probably one of the, if not worst, at least the cheesiest of of some of the new. Which one? Uh, dinosaurs on a spaceship. Which at I the liked same that one. Now it introduced us to Rory's dad, which was kind of cool. I liked that, but it was it was it was really cheesy. Yeah,
0: it was. But hey, things worked out for Rory and for Karen Gillan. They're both they both have careers now. Oh yeah, it worked out for them. I loved. I it's so funny because he plays. He's have you seen Legends plays, of Tomorrow? Yes, he's a time he, agent. Yeah, he's a he's a time traveling agent traveling around with someone named Rory. Yes, um, and I think someone else named Mister Rory. I think there's yes. both a Rory and a Mister Rory and him. I think he just calls
5: him Mr. Rory.
0: He's Mr. Rory, but there's someone else whose name is like kinda almost Rory. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of Rory there is what I'm saying. I um, mean, then Karen Gillen is a uh, is a guardian of the galaxy now, so that worked out for her. Right. And she's gonna be in the new Jumanji. Which yes. It's I never thought I'd say those two words together. The with new the Jumanji. Rock. With the with the rock. Um, very curious about it. What do you think the future is for Doctor Who? Do you think like does it go on forever? I mean it's 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 established now, right? It's it's the it's the biggest thing coming out of British television, like, right? Is there anything bigger?
5: I Well, I mean, sir, well, I don't know if you consider Game Game of Thrones British television because No, that's know,
0: that's that's HBO. It, that's like Even it's, though it's, it's almost a lot entirely of British, British it's actors. It's made it's made in England, but it's like HBO is the one producing that. This is BBC. This is, you know, it's made in Britain and exported.
5: Right. Um, um who made down? Uh, um, not Downing Street. Um, Downton um, Abbey, but da- Downton Abbey. Abbey
0: is done. That's so true.
5: Do they? The I, the biggest ongoing thing is Doctor. I mean, Doctor Who is also the anchor for BBC America. So their window into the American population for cable is Doctor Who, um, and and really everything has been anchored around it. And it what's what's weird is even when they would bring in British television shows before, one of the reasons they sometimes don't latch on is. British television is very different. And sometimes they don't commit to these multi-year contracts for actors. And so some TV shows you're watching in Britain and then the next season, well, what happened to half the cast? Oh, well, we didn't sign them to a contract because we didn't know if we would renew them for a second season. And they signed with a different show.
0: And this is the 11th year, right? It's one Eccleston, three Tenant, three Smith, three Capaldi. So that would be 10. This would be the 11th year of
5: of this new doctor who that's, I mean, that's a, that's a huge, that's like longer well, than friends. So it's in the, it's going into its 11th season, but it's over a time period of 13 years. Um, All right. So they've, they've stretched it. And that's one of the things I think that has helped them, even though fans get very really up, you know, up in arms, like, wait a minute, why do we have to wait so long? Because if you were thrown it so often, I think people would get more burned out by it. Um, like right now, even though the Christmas episode's about to come, um, it's been, by the time that airs, it would have been, what, five months since the last time you saw The Doctor? And then when they film that episode, it they, do, they have not yet released when they're going to start the next season. So it could be summer. It could be next fall. Um, it do, it's definitely not going to be spring, or at least not early spring. So it's going to be some time before we see The Doctor after the Christmas special.
0: I mean, um, I feel like it's been like like it's been like summer, and then Christmas special has been sort of the tradition lately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like like it's the summer replacement. It's the thing, and it's late summer. It's like you know, Game of Thrones is done. Here, have some Doctor Who. Yes, um,
5: it, they just get out of a rhythm, and I'm not sure. What you know? I some of it's production, and again, BBC is a little weird. I think when it comes to some of their contract stuff, so they have these weird delays because, well, again, we didn't sign them to a contract, or or only so- signed a one year because we didn't know how they would work out, and now we got to wait for everybody to be be available again. Um, hmm. So, and this time I can give a little bit more to it because, all right. They're changing the lead actor. They're changing the showrunner and the executive producer. Um, they're creating an entirely different set. They're bringing in a, a new central core cast. Um, they have announced them. And I can't remember them all because they're bringing in, I think, three companions with this doctor. The new, 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 new doctor that's coming. Uh. Uh. And and for me, and this is this is my own personal connection to Doctor Who. And and people, some people disagree with how they connect to the show. I've always been attracted to the story of the Doctor, like that. Like I, I've just I'm linked to that character, and I've always heard it said, especially since Doctor Who returned in in 2005, that oh well, really it's the story about the companion because it's through the companion eye, companion's eyes you understand the Doctor.
0: And I think I think that Tennant did that best, or Tenant's run did that best, where you're watching that character evolve and get darker and have things happen to him and by the end he had evolved to almost a bad guy by the end Mm -hmm. um so when he finally did play killgrave on jessica jones i was like yeah i could totally see that yeah because the doctor was going that way before he was kind of redeemed so like matt smith on the other hand like i felt i didn't feel the same level of change for him and i certainly didn't feel much of a change for like like i feel like there was only like like the gradual change, like the way Picard on Next Gen got a little softer. I feel like the same thing happens to Capaldi; he gets a little softer. Oh, completely. But, but other than that, he's kind of the same doctor. Like it's it's you. He is not. I don't get the sense that he's been through a lot.
5: Um. Well, so what's weird is um. So uh, the the gentleman who's playing the first Doctor, he played in uh, he played the first Doctor in a biopic. Uh, about the start of Doctor Who when they did the 50th anniversary. And so he's played the first doctor before it, but it was him playing William Hartnell who played the first doctor. Um, So, you know, there's a little bit of a connection there, but the way they show that story and the way some of the production books talk about is when he started, he was a, the first doctor in the sixties was a grumpy grandfather like figure. And as he went on, he softened. And it's like, well, that's sort of how we did Christopher or or, uh, Peter Capaldi. It it it's it feels like they've made some odd, interesting connections at times to previous Doctors. Um, Matt Smith was not the first Doctor with a bow tie, and he had a lot of things that sort of correlated with the second Doctor. And uh, yeah, there's just a lot of timey wimeyness. Yes.
0: Um. Uh. You. Um. Before we wrap up, I there have been new old Doctor Who things released as well. Like there was an animated thing that was made from Mm -hmm. an old audio recording that had been lost to the ages that they made a new Doctor Who episode of the original. How
5: was that? So I I'm, I'm sort of chuckling because this is the third release since it's been quote unquote lost to time. Um, So uh, there was an episode in, I can't remember if it was late seventies, early eighties with Tom Baker and, the lala ward who played the second romana and there was a there was a big strike in england and and it wasn't just like a writer strike it was multiple strikes across all sorts of different labor forces inside of england and so they did they started recording this episode and basically they stopped because everybody was on strike and when they came back bbc said you know what there's a there is a penalty for going on strike we're not finishing this episode and they went on to the next episode. So they had filmed almost all of it, um, but there was little chunks left to do. So in uh, about 15 years ago, or uh, maybe maybe almost 20 years ago, they released what's called Shada um, onto VHS. And they used the footage that they had and then used Tom Baker, who was the fourth doctor, using some like voiceover narration um, to explain... What happened in the story? Huh. and when you watch it, it was like, "Wow, this was really almost done. Like if they had really filmed three more scenes, it it felt like this would have been a completed episode um and then they released it again later in the first animated version, um they using Paul McGann, who is the eighth doctor, and Lala Ward, who is romana and and um, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name the uh he played Anakin Skywalker. Um, Hayden Christensen? Yes. Um right. and, and those three, and of course other actors, then do an animated version of Shada uh, that they really what? oddly tried to explain that it linked to the fourth Doctor, and it was just weird. Um, so they've already previously released it as a new recorded episode, and now they're going back using animation to use Tom Baker and Lala Ward to complete the series of it with them, but in animated form—that's form. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and I, I mean, I, we've seen and, this. We haven't seen it in this this way with Star Trek, but Star Trek is a cash cow for 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 Paramount. And so, in that same regard, Doctor Who is that for BBC. If they can find a way to milk the fans of money, <laughs> that's what they're gonna do.
0: Those TARDIS towels aren't going to sell themselves. Exactly. Um, uh, well, listen, man. I just wanted to, uh, as we wrapped it up, you know. Um, uh, as as this whole thing you know when when we started Trek off and and Pop off and all this, you know the the Suckcast had been around for a while and <laughs> uh, and I wanted to do these two shows. I started with Trek off, but I really had wanted to be two shows. Um, and then uh, you made it three for a while, for as long as you were able. Um, and so I would just wanted to thank you for your contribution to to Geeks Radio and to Pop off and to my life for adding Doctor Who to my life um, and for being our friend uh, for all this time. I just wanted to give you uh, give you my thanks for that.
5: Well, thank you, thank you for uh, being a friend.
0: Yeah, thank you for being a friend. Um uh we're golden girls. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um uh I've been giving everyone the opportunity to uh give the uh traditional sign off. Uh so just tell our audience to pop off, sir. Pop off, bitches. <laughs> So our next guest was only really able to call in uh, due to recording circumstances and scheduling stuff. So uh, you're going to hear what's going to sound a little more like a phone conversation for this next interview. And then we're going to go back to our normal format. But uh, I think you're going to enjoy this guy. Go. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, our next guest uh, is the very first uh, co-host that I had uh, for pop off is uh, one of the originators of what is now Geeks Radio, uh, which beforehand was the Endlight Podcast Network, which uh, beforehand was two podcasts, uh, Trekoff and the Suckcast, which before that was one podcast, which was the Suckcast. So in a way, um, not only uh, was the gentleman we're about to speak to uh, the originator um, of the Pop-Off podcast, uh, on which we're now on the final episode, but uh, was also one of the originators of all of this, if you've enjoyed Trek off and this and, you know, Phil Stamper's old podcast and and, you know, RJ's old podcast, all of it uh, kind of started with um, with uh, our good friend, Will Stenebeck. And this gentleman here, um, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, Mr. Dan Guy. Hey, man.
6: Hi, guys. How are you? Um,
0: uh, It's been a
6: while. <laughs> it has been a while. It's been a while since we talked.
0: It, you were in the first podcast, and now it's in the last podcast. I don't think you were in any of the ones in between. No, I don't think um, – no, I definitely wasn't, no. Um, I was on yours. Uh, yeah, I was on yours once. Uh, on yes. The one you did after. Um, uh, lead us through your story, man. Um, pretend that people have not gone all the way back to the very, very first episode of uh, Pop-Off, which was, you know, seven years ago. Um, and, was it seven years ago? It was seven years ago, I think. Uh, um, lead us, lead us through, uh, where, uh, how you got into podcasting, uh, you know, the, the origin, like where the SuckCast started and then kind of what happened since then and what you've been up to. Wow.
6: Okay. Well, uh, the SuckCast started uh, basically as kind of like a publicity thing for the movies that you wonderfully created, uh, Ninja we wonderfully Bondi. created Yeah, we well, you did it. I was just involved in it. (laughs) But but, uh, uh, it was, you know, one of the characters uh, played by Will Sandebeck was doing a podcast in the movie, and you uh, mentioned that he thought it would be a good idea to actually have him do one. And uh, Will and I got along so well, we kind of just played off of each other so well that you invited me to do the show uh, with Will, and it started off just a kind of... We just ripped movies apart, basically. You know, even movies we absolutely love, like Batman Begins and, and and Shawshank Redemption, we destroyed them. We found <laughs> so many negative things inside of them. Even, even if they were... Even if they're beautiful Academy Award-winning winning films, we just went, no, it sucks. I can't stand it. And, and for a while, we you guys that.
0: were... You you were under the name of the characters from the film, which is Herman and then Man Guy.
6: Um, yeah, which, yeah. Man which, Guy was I I think I can't remember why we decided to call me Man Guy because Ma- Man Guy was the your, character I in the second Guy. movie. Yeah, because well, uh, well, yeah, yeah, that.
0: <laughs> I think that's the snake eating its tail because I think you were Man Guy on the show before you were Man Guy in the second movie.
6: Yeah, probably. So I think
0: yeah. Anyway, so uh, so but eventually that faded. I mean, the show became a lot more than that.
6: Yeah, the show became a lot more than that. It it grew. I think we did you know, it was movie after movie after movie after movie and then we just decided that, you know, this we kinda wanted to just do a little bit more and uh when I was listening to podcasts at the time it was, you know, I, I liked the podcasts that were about people. You know, hmm. I liked that two two people were in the room. And, you know, we heard about their lives, what was going on, and they kind of made fun of each other. And then, you know, they did a few bits and and things in between. So it went from just ripping on movies to talking about me and Will's day, you know, how we've been, and then ripping on movies. And then it joined in from, you know, we've got, you know, a game we could play to talking about our day. It just, we added more and more content. And, uh originally when we record I think we recorded maybe a few episodes at your house and then uh our good friend Corey took over as uh the producer for it. And he had so many snide little comments that he would make under his breath that we just thought was absolutely perfect and hilarious. So we added we were like, dude, you need to be on mic with us because you're just you just add so many things to it. So we brought him on mic and it was then it was then Will, me and Corey. And uh Will started to have uh you know, his his priorities didn't weren't necessarily lining up. So after uh you know the the podcast from went from thirty minutes to an hour
0: Sometimes, and, two hours, so sometimes two yeah, some, hours.
6: Sometimes two and a half hours. Sometimes two and a half. You talk to us many times. And you're like, guys, you got to keep it low. We don't have that much <laughs> bandwidth. You need to keep it. So we tried to keep it to a certain limit. And But when you get all three of us in a room, it's kind of hard to shut us up. So we just kept going. And the uh, eventually Will ended up leaving. And then it was just me and Corey for the longest time. And it's worth noting, like,
0: Will, Will was like, kind of a child when the show started and given that he was right in that yes. age of like, you know, like 1920, you know, now it's been so many years since that Will is now, you know, in his thirties. So yeah, you Will know, like in his 30s. He's, he's married
6: as far as I know, he's got yeah. a kid.
0: Yeah. You know, so like, like he's like, doing, it, he's it, doing it, really well. That is, that is the, the most transitionary time Whereas we were all a little bit older with Corey being the oldest and me the next year. So like it, it's, it's, we, we were kind of in the next phase and not change. So it's, it's, it's reasonable that he might have things to come up in his life at that time. Oh,
6: oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we, we were nowhere near faulting him. It was just, you know, the, the show while a priority for Corey and I, it stopped being a main priority for him. And that's totally understandable. You know, life happened. And so it became me and Corey. And then after a little while, we just kind of, I, I think it was the same thing. Life just got in all of our way. And, the 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 show stopped, um, so we didn't, didn't make any more recordings. I think we tried to get together to do another one at some point, but you know, it just it just faded away, um, which was sad. I was really sad about it because I was dedicating myself to it. I loved doing it. I wanted to get a massive following. We just weren't reaching any many of our goals, and we didn't know how to complete those goals. To be honest, so uh, years go by. Um I'm living with our beloved friend uh Brian Anderson, and who, pa- I have who passed away over, a few years
0: back yeah yeah who,
6: who passed away who we love and miss dearly um, I was living with him, and I had some friends over, and they used to listen to the Suckass. uh they thought it was great and hilarious, and one of them mentioned one day while we were all hanging out I was like, well, we should do a podcast, I was like Dan, you have the experience, and I was like. I mean, I'm up for it. I'd love to do it. Brian offered his him being the producer of it all, and we started doing a show. It was that that was the birth of the Trivial Show.
0: So yeah, uh, if I look back on the Suckcast, I have um, uh, the last uh, episode of Suckcast was on Monday, June sixth, uh, twenty eleven, uh, where uh, you uh, did the show Skyline um and the last thing it says on that uh is stay tuned for the triumphant return of the Suckcast soon um yeah and, uh, it says dan got his new job so we'll be taking a break to develop a new process for recording and that's monday june 6th of uh, 2011 um on the um pretty much i think this might be the first episode uh there is an episode of the trivial show that is actually the last episode of suckcast where I think we took the MP3 from your first episode and made it the last episode of SuckCast. So the final episode of SuckCast shows up as Wednesday, April 11th, 2012. And it says, former Sunkast, uh, SuckCast host Dan has a hilarious new show, the trivial show. Listen now and check out is what it said. Oh so
6: that yeah. Is, right.
0: Yeah. I remember so that, that was,
6: conversation because I, mean, I wanted, I was, wanted to try and bring over some of the old listeners to the new show.
0: And that was only 10 months. So is it really, you just had a little 10 month break and then you were, you were, you, you uh managed to come with the trivia, the trivia show. Tell me what that is or was, I don't know what the outcome of that the, has been.
6: The trivial show would, it basically just started off with, I mean, with me being like, I told the guys that I was doing the show with like, listen, if we do this, I'm taking it full on serious and I'm going to need you guys to do the same. Like I understand priorities may not align at certain points, but, if you come to the show, you got to bring, you got to bring your A game. And they, they everybody was down a hundred percent, you know, it was an excuse to hang out once a week, no matter what. Um, so the trivial show was basically, uh, three, four best friends while one wasn't Mike at the time. Uh, that would have been Brian, uh, hanging out and busting each other's balls and occasionally pulling a prank on each other. Um, you know, uh, doing quizzes, just talking about each other's day and making fun of it, just busting each other's balls. Like that, that's what everybody loves their friendships for, you know, you love sitting there and talking and just BSing nonstop and talking about nothing. And we did that a lot. We would do movie reviews. Um, I think we started doing a thing called trivial on tap, which at the beginning of every show we drank throughout the entire show. And we had, uh-huh. uh, we tried and I tried a new beer, Try to do something. Um, you know, we'd rate it and say whether we would buy it, have it again, or if it was absolutely disgusting. You know, um, and it that even that morphed a few different. Well, yeah, a couple of different times. Um, some of our uh, one of our characters, uh, one of the hosts you know, on the show, um,
7: he his
6: life was starting to change and his priorities were were different. He he was He's a, a an official. I won't say what he does, but he's an official. And he wasn't getting to spend as much time as he wanted to with his wife. So okay. he would start uh-huh. coming in, you know, more sporadically. And then eventually he kind of just dropped off because he had other goals in his life he wanted to achieve. Uh, at the same time, um, we moved the show, uh, Brian... Uh, became no longer really interested in doing it all that much. So I brought in a friend of mine, uh, Keith, who was uh, the front man for uh, my brother's band, uh, the Dreamscape's Project, and he has a bunch of recording equipment and offered to do the show with us, you know, as as a producer. And so there, at that point, it was me and Bananas, um, and at that point. After a few, you know, a couple episodes, his life started to take another direction. His priorities started to change. And then it became me and Keith for a while, a very long time. And Keith and I got along really well. We both had the uh, improv mentality of just going, yes, and. And with Keith, it became slightly more political, but not... To the point where it's just droning on. We would mention something that happened in the news, politically, make fun of it, or satirically agree with it, and then move on. And we still we would still do movie reviews and, and all of that. And um, it became it, it, from there. It was that was part probably one of my favorite iterations of the show. Um, after that, uh, again, now my life started to have some changes. Um I was getting ready to uh, leave a job and things were becoming stressful. Uh I wasn't able to focus on the show as much as I needed to or wanted to really. And I ended up having to uh to leave the job and not having any another job to go to. I wasn't able to really afford to go up to Reston, which I was living in Warrington, which is about 45 minutes to an hour away. I uh, used to live really... there. <laughs> I know you did. You used to, I used to, I still, because I work in Warrens and now, I will still drive by your house sometimes when we do jobs in your old neighborhood.
0: Oh, really? That's fun. That's fun. Yeah, You're I always great. pointed out, I, like, I, I
6: film movies there.
0: I kind of want to knock on the, the, the door of the person who lives there and go, hey, you should go on Amazon and look for these movies because your
4: house is all over it.
6: I thought about doing it once. Go for it. We were just leaving it. We were leaving the job and I was like, well, we have an extra minute. I kind of want to just go knock on the, nobody, I didn't see any cars. So I didn't think anybody was home.
0: (laughs) That's a, that's really great. Um, But yeah, so
6: so, so the show ended and, you know, when things started to pick back up for me, you know, distance and time restraints and all that wonderful jazz, you know, life, was kind of impeding it and I was, we weren't able to ever really start it back up.
0: Did you ever do a, like a final episode where you go, this is, you know, we're taking a break or anything. Did you ever get a chance to like kind of say goodbye?
6: Never really did. You know, we kind of just, it it became a, uh, uh, one episode we did and it was like, all right, we have to push it off because I was having severe back issues and I can't, I can't really move. Uh, you know, and, and, I can't really focus on the the, the show. My job is kind of kicking my butt right now. And it's just one thing after another, you know, it used to be a weekly show and then it became, it was going to be a bi-weekly and then it became, you know, once a month, every three weeks. And then it just never
0: happened. I feel like, um, you know, Arthur gave me a wonderful gift uh, in that we um, uh, pop off. uh, The last one was back in, 2012 and arthur and i had just finished reviewing uh we'd done like three episodes straight on buffy the vampire slayer and we went we said and next we're going to do angel and then we never did Uh,
5: Uh
0: and and about six or seven months ago i called arthur and now that you can you know do podcasts remotely in a way that you couldn't before um uh, i was like hey do you want to do angel so we did angel and then we did uh we we did Firefly and then we we like did Cabin of the Woods and we did we did like like fifteen new episodes um, and now finally we have this so the, it's been a wonderful gift uh, from Arthur that I that I have been able to bring the show that like that this episode that we're recording right now that this gets to exist where we say you know goodbye um, and that right. it's out there. Um, uh, do you have hopes to do it again? Do you have, like, do you have a, a, a plan or now? I mean, because it's so, it's, you are know, anyone out there thinking doing a podcast, it's not, it's unlike what it used to be before. I mean, it's like the way that Arthur and I do it, the way that we do trek off is, um, is we're never in the same room. We're never in the same I mean, Arthur is in Florida and I'm, and I'm here in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And, and you know, we record the way we're doing now, but then we also record our own, like, files. And then he sends me the thing over the e- email. It takes me like 20 minutes to put them together and then send them out. So now that that's, you know, doable, now you can do it on your iPhone. Like, is that, is that something that you, like, see yourself doing from a more, since it's not as much of a time commitment as it maybe used to be to do one?
6: Oh, absolutely. Like, even the past couple, I mean, really, uh, the last six months I've been aching to to do a show. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, the, if any of your, uh, any of the listeners follow me on Facebook, I will occasionally do a live Facebook thing where, you know, I might be a tad drunk, but I answer random questions that are just, anybody has a question. It's kind of like an ask me anything, but it's really ask me anything, but I may not be telling yeah. you the truth. I may not have the exact answer, but I'm going to answer the question for you.
0: Yeah, you, know, you just have a relationship kind with, of a, a,
6: with a watcher. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm basically uh, I have a relationship with a watcher, and just it's it's kind of a an, an improv exercise. I get to keep my mind kind mm. of sharp, you know, because if somebody asks me a question about science that I don't know, I'm just gonna make what? up an answer. Sure, yeah, no, and you're, whatever you're... happens, happens, and that's my answer. And you know, I will give a lot of uh, personal answers that are true and real. Um, you know, at the same time, I, I, I really enjoy doing that. And I the, my only thinking of it is, is I had so much fun doing a podcast with someone else that I got along with, you know, somebody to bounce off of. And it's it's a lot of fun. And I guess, yeah, sure, I have some people that I have in mind that I could do a show with. But at the same time, I, I prefer to be in a room. You know, I, I think I might just need to suck it up a little bit or a little but for a few episodes. I think we only did two, really. Um, we did two episodes called. Um, uh, oh, shoot. What's the podcast name? Um, that's not good.
7: <laughs> that's not good at all.
6: Um, it's uh, Into the Paranormal. Uh, in between times, I joined a uh, paranormal investigation group uh, and have been on a few hunts. And the guy who runs the group has really wanted to do a podcast on the paranormal. And since I'm, you know, decently versed, I at least you know what he's talking about. And he's extremely versed. You know, this is some a, a massive uh, lifestyle for him. He loves it and knows a lot about it. I get to kind of play the the dumb guy and he gets to explain everything to me, but it's really interesting, you know, as we, we had a few episodes but again um financial issues came across that and he had uh, life got in the way and it it just kind of went away.
0: You know, I, Yeah,
6: yeah. I, life life always gets in the way for everybody else and then the one time it got in the way for me and now I want to try and start back up.
0: I think that, you know, when people say, you know, you know, I mean, the, even the Trekoff movie, it's been two years since then and monsters, you know, we really finished it six years ago, um, which is crazy to think of. Right. And by the way, yeah, any Trekoff yeah. listeners listening, uh, Dan guy is uh, in the Trekoff movie is the one who goes, I want to make a sandcastle, which is one of my favorite moments ever in any movie. <laughs> um, um, but, uh, but I think that, you know, when we're, you know when when we started making ninjas, and when you started, you know this. You know it was easy to be young and have no responsibilities and just do. And then you know, life happens and life catches up. You know, like it's. I was looking at the the first episode of the Suckcast is all the way back in uh, 2008, September 2008. Uh, so mm-hmm. nearly t- nearly a decade ago. And how much you, yeah. that's a quarter of a that's a quarter of my life ago and more than a quarter of your life ago um, uh
6: yeah a hundred percent
0: it's uh it's it's crazy um how that happens um i uh I would encourage you dan that uh that you are one of the the cleverest um funniest guys I've ever met in my entire life, and you're always welcome to be any part of anything that i'm ever doing
6: um no but uh, I love you but
0: but I would also encourage anybody out there listening, like, like, you know, if you can right now, we're doing this right now with both of us on our phones. That's why it doesn't sound that great. But if this is all you can do, then do this, get it, get, get it out there and get, you know, people will listen. Um, you know, you guys listening right now, you're listening. And, and as time goes on, there are stuck casts that have been listened to by the thousands at this point.
6: Um, yeah, no, uh, I, like, I, I will. I will add to you, add on to that. Lee. It's like, it's like, I've I've talked to with people that have said, oh, I want to do a podcast, and they tell me their premise, and it's I am nowhere near interested about what they're doing, about what they want to talk about. You know, they they tell me it's like, well, I kind of just want to get on and tell jokes and stuff. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, <laughs> I know you as a person, and I don't think you're very funny, but if you want to do it, by all means. Somebody out there might think you're hilarious. You know, not everybody is going to have a a podcast where there is even a remote following. You know, at the very least, if you have something that you want to get out there, get out there. It's really easy to do. It's incredibly easy to do.
0: And go ahead and suck. If you're going to suck, suck. I mean, that's, you know. suck. I mean,
6: I'm sure you listen to the first few episodes of the SuckCast and Pop-Off. It's not all that great. You know, no, but when and you keep like, listening more and more, the fact, the, it just gets better and better.
0: My episode of, of the SuckCast is the only episode that was deleted and never released. Um, this is the one where I, was, where I was on there as a guest because I was just like, I'm going to fart in the microphone. <laughs> Isn't this funny? And, it, and I didn't realize at the time um, that, uh, that jokes are funny for a second, right? They're jokes. You know, yeah, somebody might laugh at you farting in the microphone for a second. Um, yeah. but, but people come back for the conversation. People come back because they're cleaning their house and they're, they're at their job and they're driving back and forth to work and they're stuck in traffic and they want to hang out with friends. And that's yeah, what, exactly. you know, and anybody who ever listened to Howard Stern knows it's not about the jokes. It's about hanging out with the, or any morning zoo like type of thing. It's about hanging out with those people.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so, sure all
6: of us have had that, uh, had that occasion when you're hanging out with all of your friends. And everybody's talking, and you're not really adding to it, but you're enjoying the conversation. You just sit there and go, this is hilarious. I love my friends. This is amazing. And listening to a good podcast is kind of like that. you know. And when you listen to a podcast that says, hey, if you have something to say, call us, we'll answer, or send us an email, we'll totally respond to it. By all means, get in touch with us. Then you have friends you can get in touch with. It's it's yeah, it's an amazing cool. thing. If You're home alone or driving in your car, like you said. You want to be with your friends and you're listening to them. Something I, funny I happens the, that you want to have a response to, and you just go, "Oh, oh man, I agree with that." Or that's so well, hilarious. The, I want to tell this story, and then you, you you get engaged. It's it's amazing.
0: And the great thing about podcasts is the it's the one thing that it has that radio does not have is that you know we. Um, you know, our listenership, like the the best that you know, the Trekoff ever gets, is you know, we'll get a few thousand downloads in, in a month, right? And
7: mm-hmm. and
0: you know, from those few thousand downloads, we'll get you know, you know, eleven or twelve Facebook messages. Is you know, like it's not everybody's messaging in. Whereas if if you have you know if you're Howard Stern and you've got you know forty million people, you're not going to be able to get through to that guy. But if you right. if you listen to a podcast, even a really successful podcast, like let's say the Now Playing Podcast, it's a huge podcast that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I can, you know, absolutely email Arnie and Arnie will respond. You know, yeah. and, and that's something that's that's a level of interaction that you don't usually get to have.
6: Yeah, it's 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 a radio show that's more personal. Yeah. Um yeah. Well, I wanna, we can I say more, too. we can do more. And sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But we, we can say more. We can do more. We can curse, you know, just depending on what your standards are. And if you want to talk to us, as long as the person's nice, which, as far as I'm concerned, all well, most podcasters are, and they want that interaction, you know. So if you're listening to podcasts and they say email us, email them, call them. They yeah, do. They love, whatever, love it. Whatever. Engage yourself.
0: Um, uh, I want to thank you for being um, the first friend I knew who had a podcast. Um, I wanted to, th- I want to thank you for, uh, for, uh, I got to say that I created a podcast that I never worked on. Um, the first podcast I ever created, created, I said, I made this. And then you guys did all the work and I got to take, you know, some of the credit for it. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to thank you for, for the fact that, that I became a fan of that. I want to thank you for that show because I became a fan of that show. Um, and uh, and I want to thank you for for being on the first and last pop off. It means a lot to me.
6: Well, it's it it's been my absolute pleasure. I I want to thank you for being an awesome friend and always being there and 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 supporting through creative decisions and and just being there as a as a, on a personal level for me. Starting the idea for the SuckCast, because I never would have thought about it, and just huge starting that has started a massive fire in my belly. And while, you know, life always gets in the way, the desire to do one is still there, and I will more than likely still do one at some point. And just you're you're awesome and have always been wonderful and I really appreciate you having me on here.
0: Thank you so much. We uh we uh everybody who's been on this episode has uh has done the traditional sign off so if you uh want to tell our listeners to pop off now would be the time.
6: All right listeners pop
0: off all right ladies and gentlemen um uh here just kind of because he has to be is, hello is Daniel Mascarello um I uh if you listen to his episode earlier we talked about video games specifically we talked about World of Warcraft um but uh um Daniel Mascarello or mascot as we call him is uh is much more than that if you've seen the ninjas movies uh he is the mummy he is Fitz he is uh Manson uh um he is messing with the microphone cord. The one thing I told the gentleman not to do, don't mess with the microphone cord. And he's
8: like, la 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 la
0: la um, He's singing uh, Self Esteem, evidently, by the offspring. Um, so, Mascot, also, uh, along with that, is fight choreographer from the Ninjas movies. Um, and also, um is the guy who maintains a lot of the web stuff for us here for Trek Off and uh, Pop Off and. The whole Geeks Radio thing. So um, I wanted to bring you back uh, to talk a little bit about something that I've seen a lot of, which is uh, you playing, uh, playing games. Um, whenever we hang out, uh, you and uh, your brother-in-law, whenever he's here too, uh, eventually we all hang out, we all do stuff, and then you and he go sit down on a couch. And you just have your heads buried in your phone, but you're not on Facebook. What is it that you're doing?
2: Well, it depends on the time of year, you know, where we are. Um, Right now, uh, he and I are both actually playing a lot into the um, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes on the phone, which, uh, you know, hey, what can I say? I'm a big kid. Uh, I don't like to be bored, and when I'm sitting there doing nothing, I usually log into one of the different games on my phone. Uh, My kids got me started on Pokemon Go, so there is that Do you really play Pokemon Go? I do actually play Pokemon (laughs) Go um you know it just turn it on drive to work it gets a little bit of uh, mileage on the whole egg hatching thing for those of you who know who that is and uh you know there's a pokestop on the way so i just hit my dailies there <laughs> so yeah my, my kids got me started on it uh, originally it was my daughter's account and then we realized that i couldn't transfer it to her because it was a google account and i eventually made her her own pokémon club trainer account and now i've actually got it on my phone i still play it for some reason um so there's that, too. But uh, usually when you're, you're seeing us play, we're over there playing Star Wars Galaxy Heroes. And it's usually right about now because it's 5.42 p.m. right now and it's 6 o'clock. We will get more energy in the game and uh, there's certain other things that will flip over and we'll go in there and we'll do all of our daily stuff. Now, you. I've also seen you, 10, you're, your,
0: your platform game of choice has always tended to be World of Tanks as well.
2: Yeah, lately, um, World of Tanks, I mean, uh, the gaming world has really kind of changed Um Back with World of Warcraft, a lot of the gaming uh, community would pay, and even with World of Warcraft now, for those of you who still play it, it's a, a monthly subscription where you're paying, you know, $10, 14 dollars a month, whatever it is right now, to continue to play. So over the course of a year, you pay what is that, $120, $130, $40, whatever. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, depending on the different game. Uh, a lot of the the bigger games now are like World of War- uh, uh World of Tanks, which is available. Um, at least I play it on the Xbox. Um, I know a lot of people can play it on on PC. There's different games there as well, but it's a a. are games that don't require payment to play. They're free to play, but if you choose to, you can spend money and you can buy special tanks. In this case, World of Tanks. Sure. Um. You know, different upgrades, and in some games, um, those upgrades uh, really make a difference. In the because looking at
0: you, play. Star Wars Battlefront Two. Anyway, go on.
2: Yeah, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Um. I, I bought that one. I, I started to play it. I never really got too heavily into it. Because um, you is, need
0: upgrades. You know, it, it, the game is dependent on you having the upgrades that you need to play. I actually really like Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. I think they're both really fun. But and, and I enjoyed them
2: while I was playing them, but I didn't play them very much. Um, and again, you know, as, as far as the, the pay-to-play thing goes, one of the, the th- things I like about World of Tanks um, in particular is you can buy tanks, but it doesn't really set you apart in that Owning that tank is not going to make you win the match. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've destroyed people that obviously didn't know how to play the game that spent 50, 60 bucks and bought this amazing tank that they just don't know how to use. Um, so there is that too. And, you know, I sound like a total dork right
0: now. I know. That's why I wanted to have you on. Wow. Um, this is something, you know, in my, in the nerd realm. Um, the uh, two th- is that where I'm at? In the two things that I don't really understand or not understand, but I don't, I, I'm not versed in. Is uh, video games and anime; those are my two things that I just don't, I don't know almost anything about. Um, I like video games. Um, I'm stuck in the 90s. My son and I just uh, yesterday finished uh, the SNES the SNES version of Super Metroid. I heard um, that When I came, walked
2: in the door today, yeah, you know, we're bragging, your son was bragging. That's about bragging it. rights, man. That's a that's a
0: hard fair enough. That's a fair hard enough. ass game. Um, uh, he beat it in 16 hours. Um, okay uh but the and loved it like and that's the thing i guess for me is that i remember when um when i had the atari and i remember when i had you know i was a i was an arcade gamer like in a big bad way i was an arcade gamer um and that's probably my big love is art like 80s arcade games like if i had a dream career it other than like making movies it would be like to own like an actual old 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 80s arcade arcade, the coin op games i love the coin op games Um, but I do remember, um, having an Atari and in 1985 going when I was, you know, I guess fourth grade going over to my buddy David's house and David had, um, a Nintendo, a Nintendo entertainment system. And the first thing got me about that, that system was, was the bright colors. The music was really kitschy. Um, and specifically about Mario is that the world you scrolled as you went by, um, and it was fascinating to me. Like I'd never seen any. I, the closest thing we ever got in Atari Land, which I'm sure you hadn't, like, oh, yeah, was I had the Atari. Pitfall. Oh yeah. But Pitfall was screen, and then the screen moved over, and you were the next screen. The screen, mo- you didn't have like a fluid one, one screen at a time. Yeah. And then it would flip to the next screen. Um, and it was, it was fascinating to me. It was, it was really, really something that was addictive. Now I tried to play most of those old NES games um, on emulators and stuff. Really, Mario is one of the very few that still hold up. Most of them are unplayably bad. <laughs> um, this is true. Uh, but at the time, I, I loved those. I started to lose it with first-person shooters. I tried. I got into Quake a little bit. Um, but if I played online, I would just get destroyed. Um, and then the the next time I really, really got into gaming was with a game called City of Heroes. Okay. um which is a which is a massively multiplayer online game my friend Matt Barnson and I um would play that online because he lived in in another city and I was you know and I was stuck in in wherever I was and we were able to, stuck just and, so and, and we were able to um before you could like do Skype like we did like voice over IP to talk and it, w- it was kind of like you could actually hang out like like as if you were hanging out physically we just go do missions, and what Matt and I used to do when we both worked at the mall was go to the arcade. So it's sort of like that. We were playing a game together and talking, which was fascinating to me at the time. So when you and I talked about World of Warcraft, um, it really got me the idea of it, re- it. Harkened back to City of Heroes for me, which was the idea of you log into a world and you're in that world, and there are other people, maybe names that you're used to seeing, people that you're like, hey, it's that guy. It's you know. Whatever your name
2: is. It's a community. Um, yeah, and, and that's actually what got me started. I, I, I mean, honestly, I played games when I was a kid. And through high school, I don't even think I played, like, anything, really. Of course, I'm a little older than you. Um, and then uh, it was a few years after high school, a number of years after high school, actually, when uh, I moved in with a couple of uh, my guy friends after my first divorce. And uh, um. You know, Your only divorce, my only divorce. The my only, only divorce, divorce you're going to have. Let's, let's be specific about that. My only <laughs> divorce, uh, uh, and so I moved into a couple of guy friends, or rather, they moved into my house, and we had a whole LAN gaming set up. Uh, we started playing Unreal Tournament and uh, a lot of the first person shooter games you're talking about. So I got heavily into first person shooter for a while, and then as they were moving out, and I, I met my new wife, and we, you know, everybody kind of separated, different cities. That's when the whole uh, World of Warcraft thing started for us, and it started with, um, I think it was Dark Age of Camelot was the first one, you know, and we moved on from there. I, I tried out a number of other ones, Matrix Online, because of course I love the Matrix movies, and uh, eventually got into World of Warcraft, and that lasted for a good long time for us. I mean, that that group was together, and again, like you said, it was a hanging out thing. It wasn't so much playing the game. It's a it's a whole world and a community.
0: Is that is that still the case with like the Star Wars game and stuff? Like, do you see people you know, and you're like, hey, it's so and so? Uh,
2: no, the the games on my phone are, are more just for me to burn time.
0: Um, it's really
2: not a society community kind of thing. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a member of a guild, so there's there are some small conversations that take place. You help out the newbies whenever you can. Um, but it's really not a community thing. so you so don't I,
0: know the members of your guild you're like it's
2: I, I know my brother-in-law and that's it you know um, I, I have spoken to or rather uh, emailed actually with one other guy I know we have a, a couple of players on my guild who actually are from Turkey you know and we've got guys uh, I think we've got one guy in Russia and a couple of guys in Europe somewhere uh, but know we, we don't really get into like I live in you know it, it, so much um, it's really not that kind of community thing whereas again going back to World of Warcraft, I knew these people. I mean, I, I, I had some of these guys actually fly out for a friend's wedding from Nevada in Arizona. And, you know, we actually met a lot of these people. Um, you know, one particular couple, uh, he was a, a Marine and, you know, and he was engaged to this this girl and they both played. And we were on chat all the time. We knew these people. They actually came down and I met them in person. So, you know, there was, there was definitely a community sense with the uh, the, the massive online multiplayer games.
0: Do you think that it's, I mean, at the time we recorded, you were starting to phase out of it even at that point.
2: Oh yeah. I was, I was um, actually, I think it'd been done for like six months at that point, um, maybe longer.
0: Is it, is it just the time factor? Is it having kids? Is it now you're more involved in making movies? I mean, what it like, cause I've seen you sit and take an hour. I've seen you play for an hour during, during a social event of all things. <laughs> like, a, like you get together, go over to someone's house and you're like, Hey, good to see you for like a half hour. And then you really do like the way that like my my former stepfather's dad would just go down and watch the game by himself, like you know, everybody else hung out. I see you kind of retreat to your corner, and and kind of find you know kind kind of find your happy place. But it's 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 not the same. I don't see a lot of you like taking the like a specific time. Like here I am, I'm logging in, and I'm 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 in the world for a little bit. And and the odd thing is the odd thing is is I've seen you play for hours, and I've seen you play for hours. I would, I, if you, if you play the amount of time per day that I've seen you play per day, you probably log a few hours a week, video gaming. I, I probably do put in
2: at least a couple hours a week. But here, here's the thing. I mean, I, I was going to piss well, you well, off, and well, I was, I was going to actually tell your, re, uh, your listeners here. I was going to be like, here, watch me making me angry. The answer is yes. <laughs> um. No. Well, but I, well, I didn't ask a question. My question. You was, started out with a question.
0: My question is why why this version of of gaming that is already taking a couple hours as opposed to setting aside a couple of hours and getting the enjoyment out of world of warcraft why does this appeal to you more or does it appeal to you more are you drawn to the idea of massively multiplayer anymore
2: okay so you did actually start to ask the same question you said is it because and yeah. you were talking about you know family and making movies and the answer is yes um you know i I'm a full-time software engineer. You know, that's what I do nine to five, and it, it pays the bills, and I actually enjoy it most of the time. Um, and then, you know, it, I've got a family. I've got kids. I'm, I'm, although they're not in soccer, I'm the soccer dad. You know, I have to take them around to their lessons for this or that. And then, of course, you know, we do movies. And I, I've got a, a, I'm preparing for stunts in a western coming up here in a couple months. Um, so yeah, I mean, it keeps me pretty busy. Uh, so the reason I, I like this kind of gaming now is I don't have to spend hours and I don't have to spend hours and hours like World of Warcraft I would spend hours researching the best way to line up your skills mm-hmm. uh you know looking at all the different skill trees what do I really want how do they match up how do they play together well what do my my fellow guild members have in their guild uh, their you know whatever skill trees and you know how how can I you know work well with that in the guild whereas these games it's turn it on play it turn it off when you're done you know, um, World of Tanks, uh, each match is 10, 13 minutes tops. And I've, I've had them go m- no more than two or three minutes. I can play, you know, hey, a quick match of World of Tanks while I'm waiting for my kids and my wife to get ready for something. Um, you know, uh, Star Wars, when you see me on here for hours, it's, you know, uh, and it's I don't think it's ever been hours, but uh, it's because I'm... I'm just saying cumulatively. I'm saying uh, like... Hour, yeah, cumulatively over the course of a week, absolutely. I spend at least a couple hours on it. Um, and that's so only it's because... it's
0: easier to get that... Little fixes here and there throughout the day as opposed to setting aside, okay, hey, honey, I'm going downstairs for a couple of hours. to. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, so I I go in there. I mean, any one time, I rarely spend more than like 15 minutes tops at any one time. And, you know, they they switch out the stores, uh, what's in the stores every six hours. So if I get a chance every six hours, my phone goes off because it tells me I've got new energy. I go and I look in the stores. Is there anything I want to pick up? And I run the energy and it takes me about five minutes most of the time um so you know every six hours if i'm awake or not doing something i would usually log in and do that if, if i'm bored on the other hand i may sit there and just kind of scroll through the characters because hey it's star wars and i love star wars <laughs> um you know so i actually spend a lot of times kind of looking at the characters and you know what what kind of skill do they get and how does how does that play into the character in the movie and you know i i am in fact a geek uh you know um you are sp- wearing an r2d2 shirt right now i am wearing an r2d2 shirt uh, yes i am a- absolutely and, you know, add to that, uh, you know, I want to plug for you here real quick, uh, you know, the whole we are nerds thing. Ah, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, plug it. Go ahead. He's got he made himself a song. And, and Justin, I don't know if he is actually musical. And uh, oh. he's put out a few uh, songs over the years. But one of his latest songs actually is possibly it's, it's definitely one of my favorites of his. But it's definitely up there. And, and I love this song. And my kids love this song. And our kids, both of us, have had, you know, their friends. Nerd. Find it. So the song is We Are Nerds, and you can find it where?
0: Um, on Spotify. Wow, we're plugging my stuff? We're plugging your stuff. God, this so- is the last episode of Pop up Why couldn't we plug it when this was an active show? um Meanwhile, uh, we're sitting in a room in my house. In my house, where literally on my right is a poster of Daniel Mascarello, and on my left is a poster next to a poster next to a sculpture. I've done. You
2: I was looking for it. I just found it. The uh, in my the, the, in my room. The, the toy of Manson <laughs> up there. I just found it. Uh, listen, Your brother uh, made that, right?
0: Uh, brother in law. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen. Uh, I like. I always end these little sessions by saying, you know, you, you are the unsung hero of 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 all this stuff. You are a producer of of Trek off the motion picture. Um, and you did all behind the scenes stuff on it, and you and you only appear at the very very end of the film. Um, you uh. You um, have helped make Geeks Radio go um, for the you know whatever nine years we've been doing pop off, um,
5: and so off, yeah.
0: and so uh, I am uh, excited to have you here in the last episode of uh, the show, um, and so as we've been letting everyone do uh, well, Bob. I wish I could say I was excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would love if you could just uh, tell everyone to pop off and uh, and give us your final goodbye for this show. Final goodbye yeah i know it's so it's final so final
2: wow i mean i know no i know i'm old but i'm not afterwards. dying
0: i know but the show is i'm sorry guys listen to the totally super <laughs> podcast it's uh it's what the show had become the last few episodes just about superhero movies arthur's on it you love it
2: so yeah it, it, you want me to sign off what you yeah, say pop off man. Pop, pop off man Pop off, man! Pop off, man! It sounds like it's another superhero. Pop off, man! We're gonna start. Okay, so there's a gonna a guy be... who drinks cheap vodka. We're gonna have one more episode. It's talking about Pop Off, man. The latest <laughs> uh, superhero. That'll be on
0: are. totally super or not. <laughs> we'll have a secondary podcast. It'll be it'll be... not all that super.
2: Not all that super. <laughs> not all that super. Oh, it's all about me then.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. Go ahead, Thank
2: so you man. very much, and uh, good to be here.
0: Pop off. Okay. Um. Well. <laughs> Of course, this uh, our next guest um, is someone who uh, I had to drag here <laughs> to be part of this. Um, who uh, we started a, a thing uh, we called it Harry Pop off, uh, where we were going to go all the way through every single uh, Harry Potter movie. That was the We'd plan. We made it.
8: We, we made we it. Did, we, we did all of them. They just don't remember it. was We so watched. Long ago.
0: Well, we watched them. I don't think. It, I don't think it counts if we just watched them. No,
8: we talked about them. Did we? There. There were entire. It was like a whole like hours we talked.
0: There are hours. I mean there look there there every
8: single one we did. Well, that, no, you see just, only some of, but only some, some, some of them, them are were, lost oh, and so
0: <laughs> Stop it. You
8: can't
7: find them.
0: <laughs> um of course the uh the our guest today is uh is uh Mrs. J herself, my wife. <laughs> uh uh Kelly Timpane. How are you, Kel? Uh Welcome back. <laughs> I sprung this on you. I like, I just
8: like just I handed me a microphone like two seconds ago. You're like, Here, go,
0: you have to do it right now. <laughs> go. Um, you had no idea we were about to do this. No problem. I mentioned it earlier. So
8: it's not something you have to prepare for in any way. It's not. So, well, I mean, it's, it's hundreds sa- of tens of people. are It's listening safe to,
0: to say that at some point, uh, we stopped our watch through of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Um, cause life happened, right? I mean, that's, that's it. Yeah. At the time when did we, last we
8: listen, when at, were we doing this?
0: At the time we last recorded, um, like 30 we, years ago? We had, no, <laughs> no. I, at the time we last recorded, I think we had only one child.
8: <laughs> um,
0: and now we have multiple of those things. Um, I'm going to look up uh, the last time we recorded. But um, Harry Potter has uh, sort of started to occupy a different place in, in our lives. And I wonder, as fans, if this is something that, that happens uh to people like in that at the time we're recording we were the Harry Potter fans. Yeah. And we looked at it as fans ourselves as like, oh, here's a thing that we love that we're gonna watch.
8: And now it's like we're still fans, but we have these kids who one of them at least dresses up as Harry Potter like every, every single year. year. Every year. And a convincing one.
0: And then the other one that we I mean there's a there's a, a now a a almost seven year old um who is starting their own uh Harry Potter. Uh last time we recorded it was September twelfth, twenty eleven, where we recorded Harry Oh
8: my gosh. <laughs> Harry Popoff
0: and the Giblets of Fire is the name. Uh, wow. so interestingly, that's the book. The Goblet of Fire is the book that our oldest child, who at the time would have been five and is now a tween, um uh is starting to read. Um, how has your relationship with Harry Potter changed um, as a parent? Uh, because when you're just a fan, and I think this holds true for the Marvel movies, it's certainly held true for Star Wars. Um, as a parent, you kind of have to have different considerations than you did. And I remember when we first started watching Harry Potter, we were gotten into it by my brother, Kyle who loved it more than anything. Um and our friends Pete and Stacey. probably
8: himself not much beyond the tweet
0: Yeah. Um and the big the big statement was uh was it's you know it's so dark is what people would say and we go no, it's fine. But now that we well, have And
8: it was fine for whatever age we were back then I don't.
0: Yeah, but now no. that we have an, a a kid that age. Yeah. Um, does your relationship with reading it with watching it with experiencing it, does it change now that you have to see it through a parent's eyes
8: yeah a little I mean certainly there are th- is this a spoiler free zone or yeah no they... no but certainly if you haven't seen <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> by this point there's a boy guess wizard what? he's a wizard yes in case you didn't know but like I think about I mean it's gonna be a long time before our younger one gets to it but like when you get to the point where Dumbledore dies I mean that's like now I'm like, oh, do I want to start him down this path when his heart's gonna get broken at some point? But that's kind of the point of good movies, books, everything is the, yeah, from a literature point feels. of view.
0: well, and that you that like I think it's interesting because Harry Potter in the first book, the first book feels like it's written to it maybe because of when it was written. It feels like it's written to a younger age than and
8: Harry's younger. Harry was, how Harry, was Harry. Harry in the first is one? a like, tween.
0: Harry is sixth grade. Is a sixth grader. He is? Yeah, it's it's eleven years old. It's his eleventh oh. birthday.
8: Okay. So he's That's about right. the age
0: of a sixth grader.
8: Yeah. So it's so our older one would identify very much with that, but I don't know, I feel I feel like it's geared more toward like a first grader or something. That first book. Yeah. It makes me think of like, oh, this would be like a a six year old would enjoy this. Yeah, but not f- just six year old. I mean Yeah, well I
0: think the first that. and the second book, certainly are geared toward that. I mean, I don't know how we're going to handle it when we get to the third book because there are some more darker themes and stuff like that. But I feel like, I don't know, I think that my relationship with Harry Potter is certainly, you know, as you know, Kel, like listening to you know the background noise of my life, I listen to a Harry Potter podcast now. Um, I listen to Dear Mr. Potter from Point North Media. Um, and I have an, an, a, like an academic view of Harry Potter where I'm listening to somebody else. Uh, I listen to Alistair Stevens' Uh, discuss that book. At the same time, we have a, a, a tween age child who is reading them on his own for the first time. I read them to him, and on his own, he's reading them. And uh, and then now we have a younger child who I am reading them to. Really, you're the only person in the family who is not directly experiencing <laughs> Harry Potter right now. So I thought I'd get you on.
8: I am experiencing it through all of you. And, That's right. And through seeing people in the house dressed up in costumes and i think just today somebody had a wand out and (laughs) it's uh part of daily life um do you think the kids were talking about harry potter this morning in the car our
0: our kids were were talking yeah i didn't know that
8: yeah they were because the older one was i think reading or something and then he was laughing and then remember there was a whole discussion about hermione and how to pronounce her name oh yeah, 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 yeah
0: yeah 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 Because so Victor think, Crumb can.
8: He, he just thought it was hysterical that there's this whole thing. So is it Hermione? Is it Hermonimi? Is it? And
0: in... Do you feel yes. that one of the reasons that maybe, because I don't feel like your enthusiasm has waned in a bad way for Harry Potter, but certainly I feel like we're in a world where we're of a time in the last, you know, now that we're seven years since the last time we recorded this, um, we're in a time where there were only in 2011 so many things you were really a fan of you know as as you are you were once more one you were more of a spectator nerd at the time and i think now you are much more i'm
8: like full-blown nerd now full-blown nerd now yeah. but
0: i think that also you know there was almost you know barely a marvel cinematic universe at the time there was you know lord of the you know, the hobbit movies had not yet come out star
8: World is littered with nerd stuff there was now. no
0: more star wars happening at the time there was no more star trek happening at the time there was no you know if you go well, i guess at that time the new jj movie had come out so that was just kind of barely starting um there was you know doctor who was something that you weren't that into at the time like it's i feel like now you know there was no like you couldn't go watch the punisher or games of thrones or like it was just there now i feel like one of the reasons it might get hard to singularly focus on any kind of nerd uh thing is that there's so much to yeah i mean what pop-off was supposed to be i've talked about this so there's the pop-off was supposed to be the pop, pop the pop culture podcast became mostly the justin likes this thing let's find somebody yeah. else who likes and talk about it podcast um like
8: the nerd podcast.
0: but i think that you couldn't i think that what well, was supposed to be the nerd podcast but i think the thing is is that you can't you can't nail it down like that. I feel like when pop-off first started in 2010, you almost could. You could almost ambitiously go, okay, we're going to try and hit it all. And now I feel like there has really been a sense in the last seven years that... It's like that,
8: a new thing every day.
0: Yeah, like seriously. Like, like we're, oh, we're,
8: guess what? Now we have this other thing.
0: Well, uh, even this year in our TV, board, the time of this recording, the final pop-off that we're reading right now, it's it's February of 2018. And, and we are... At last year we were watching like all the all the TV shows, but we've skipped the entire DC television universe. We're skipping and saving till summer.
8: There's not enough time. There's
0: just not enough time. You know, as of the as of this recording, the night of this recording, Ash versus Evil Dead season season three starts tonight. It does?
8: Yes. And we can't even watch it. We just don't have time. Because we, we're in the, we're the middle of the Punisher, which is things. already a
0: couple months old and Jessica Jones starts in a week and a half. Ugh. <coughs> you know we've got stranger I just, things we've got, We got. just
8: need to not go to work I know We can like, just stay home and watch shows And I don't think it's that And even then we won't get through all lo- this In
0: 2011 there was no stranger things Daredevil was not a TV show There was not you know Like it was just not You didn't have the things to choose from And I find lately that the only time I rewatch films When I was growing up I, You did this with your favorite films Certainly with Dirty Dancing and Pretty Woman stuff And even when we first got married we would rewatch the same films. We're like, hey, let's go throw this on in the background. And with the, yeah. exception, of, with the exception of Christmas movies, we don't do that anymore. And this year we finished Christmas time. We're like, kind of like, thank goodness Christmas time is done.
8: Because <laughs> we got to get- We can go back to all we, of our We're stuff. so far behind now.
0: You feel like yeah. you're far behind. And I talked to Daniel Muscarello earlier today um, on this show. Oh no, it was up when the show was done to go. Eventually we're going to die. And when we're dying, we're going to know there's a Star Wars movie coming out that we're not gonna see.
4: It sucks.
0: Like, like it's it sucks, but it's great. It just means between now and then, there's unless something changes and it doesn't look like it's going to, there's a glut of of nerd things to see. So where Harry Potter is awesome and worth revisiting, and it's fun to revisit with the kids, I think the problem has become largely It's hard for me to focus on. Like at the time we were recording, it was very easy to go, hey, let's rewatch all the Harry Potter movies because, hey, let's do that.
8: Yeah. But now you have to sacrifice something else. Yeah. There's some
0: awesome nerd thing that you're not going to see. Oh,
8: we can watch another Harry Potter so that we can record another pop off years later or (laughs) speak from memory from something from seven years ago. So the Uh, one thing
0: that's happened between now and then that I guess we have to touch on real quickly, Harry Potter, is there has been a new Harry Potter thing between then and now, which is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them.
8: Oh, yeah. Which
0: is the expansion of the Harry Potter universe universe. into the past. What did you think of it? I remember I said this to someone earlier. I remember while I was watching it, I was really enthused by it. I really, really liked it. I kind of feel like by the time I got to the car in the parking lot. That I'd kind of forgotten.
8: Yeah, it was like.
0: It was not mine. When you it was,
8: watch it, it's like, hey, this is really good. And then after you watch it, you're like, I think
0: that was kind of good. Yeah, it's like it doesn't.
8: Wasn't bad. Doesn't it stick was just with like, you. Huh, that was um, something.
0: I'm looking forward to the new one. I mean, it's it's you know Colin Farrell will be playing or Johnny Depp will be playing Colin Farrell. No? more. Um. Uh. Oh yes, you didn't know.
8: I didn't know this. <laughs> Jude Law
0: will be playing young Dumbledore. Oh. Yeah.
8: That's interesting.
0: It is very interesting. It's
8: a very weird. Hot choice. Dumbledore? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um,
0: I think that what the movie was missing was maybe that was I needed a a personal the being in the you wizarding needed a world hot wasn't Dumbledore. enough.
8: Dumbledore?
0: yes, Hot Dumbledore. That's yes, what you were missing I, all the time. It's Hot <laughs> Dumbledore. No, what I was missing was um a personal connection. Like like I need an Obi Wan Kenobi in my Episode One. If I don't have it, then it's not. I certainly don't need you to stop every second and go Obi Wan Kenobi. Meet Anakin Skywalker, dun-dun-dun, and R2-D2's there, and also
8: C3,
4: this
8: is not very... But so you don't feel like the guy, what was his...
0: Grindelwald? Or, or mean. um, oh, Newt's Commander?
8: I don't see, I guess this kind of proves the point, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't even know what his name was. The main guy, the yeah, guy Newt's with Commander. the suitcase, Newt. and all the stuff came out of it.
0: Yeah, but I, I feel like he's... He's I,
8: not, like, the personal...
0: I like him, but I don't have any previous connection to him, I guess is my thing. Like when I see young Dumbledore, I go, Dumbledore, I know him. He's a guy. I know that guy.
8: Yeah, but.
0: I don't, I I kind of yeah. need that. I like I th- And I think that's one thing. You of need things.
8: somebody. It doesn't have to be the main person, but you need somebody at least in the movie. Because it's not yeah. like you have to know every movie you go see. You don't have to be able to look at a character and be like, oh, I know everything that's going to happen to this person. That's but true. you need somebody. You need and, something. And Alexei and I have you. talked
0: certainly about how. Maybe the inclusion of Sarek in um, Star Trek Discovery was a bridge too far. Like trying too hard to give us someone we can connect to. We didn't necessarily need it. Well,
8: I disagree. I like him.
0: Well, that's the thing, though. I think <laughs> I think that unless you're just, you know, if you're an Uber fan, maybe you don't need that. But for casual fans, I think it's safe to say at this point that we are relatively casual fans. Um, that, that you need... You do need a, a connection to someone where, where, if you're going to expand the universe into a different thing than it was before, there needs to be a guide from the universe where you were. Does that make sense?
8: It's yeah. You yeah, have I mean, yeah.
0: You need you need Han in in. And they Han. didn't
8: have that at all in.
0: No, there was no one. There's not a single person There's that you anything. had ever I feel met like before. There was somebody. Nope, the mm-hmm. people had been mentioned. No one who no one who was in any of the movies before. So this is you know. The addition of young, young Dumbledore, I think will maybe, you know, you want to root for him immediately because you root for like Dumbledore it
8: legitimizes that part of the universe. Like, yeah, oh, this bit, really yeah. is part of Harry Potter. OK,
0: yeah, that's it's, it's it's all connected. Yeah. And I think the connectivity is maybe the one thing that maybe not maybe not invested that much. And the thing is, I remember really liking the cast. I like the muggle character. I, li- I don't know his name either. Um, like I liked what they did um, and I liked what they did with the world. The world grew. But I still didn't feel a personal connection between what I knew before and this. So uh, looking forward to seeing what happens next. Um, I want to thank you. I have to thank um, I have to thank you almost more than anyone. Um, uh, for you know, guys, if you've enjoyed Pop Off, it has been hours of of you know of what would be my chores being done uh by by this lovely lady here. It would. A lot of improv, same with,
7: with Trekoff
0: to go, many. go, hey, hey, uh, you please go watch the kids on the night that you work so I can go do this thing that doesn't make any money. Um, <laughs> um, and she's done it. Um, the reason is, is one, because she loves me, but two, because she understands the value of, of it going out to you guys. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I this. Know,
8: I know someone out there is listening and enjoying this stuff. So. Yeah.
0: And in the future, that's the thing. This is the last episode. So somewhere, whatever year it is, you know, you know, be thankful to this lady right here, because if you like ninjas and if you like Trek off, if you like, you know, this, you like the movie Trek off, you like, Geek, you know, anything on geeks radio. If you're you know, listening to this because you were listening to the the totally super podcast, like all of this is is thanks to you. So I give you, you know, uh, I want to publicly give you <laughs> um, um, my my heartfelt thanks. Can
8: you hear a blush? <laughs> uh,
0: I can see one <laughs> are you okay well, thank you um, I it that. means a whole lot to me um, we're giving every everyone the opportunity to give the final pop off uh, so if you uh, can just tell our audience what they can go do with themselves please
8: pop off everybody
0: of course uh, uh, the Person that that you can always hear me talk to is the person who is uh, uh, on with us right now, um, and you can hear us talk all the time at the Trekoff podcast. But uh, she and I did have a rousing uh, discussion about the X Men uh, here on Pop Off. And uh, uh, as we say goodbye to the show, uh, I would be remiss if I did not bring in my uh, Trekoff co host uh, Trek Off co-host and partner in crime, uh, uh, Alexia Po. Hi, how are you? Hi. Um, uh, Hello, Pop Off people. <laughs> uh, so it's worth it's worth noting that uh, that if not for Trekoff, there would have been no Pop-Off. Um, really? Well, yeah, Trekoff came first and, and you know. And had a and, baby named pop And had a That's baby so named disgusting. Pop-Off. <laughs> and, that, and that baby named Pop-Off is dying?
9: <laughs> it's a <That's>, really tragic <laughs> it story. This has really gotten dark.
0: It's really sad, actually. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, that was not the intent. <laughs> but, uh, but. Uh, but I you know I just wanted to um, as we go through the show I just wanted to one thank you for making me what, a podcaster because that's that's kind of cool thank you for
9: making me like if if I wasn't doing track off I assure you I would do I would not be podcasting uh, <laughs> uh, I doubt we uh,
0: there was the suck the suck cast um, which is a podcast I produced um, and released uh, but did not. Um, but I, I only guessed it on, like, once or twice. And I was terrible. Like, that episode, I think, got deleted. <laughs>
9: I'm um, sure you weren't terrible. Sure I was terrible.
0: I was either terrible or I just didn't understand their show. Um,
9: <laughs> I think that last thing is definitely likely. Considering which is <laughs> weird
0: because I, the show was my idea and having Will and Dan do the show was my idea. And yet I... <laughs> And I listened to it every week, uh, but somehow I really screwed Didn't it. up. understand so, yeah,
9: um, <laughs> I believe that they're when those two can get talking, I mean they're fantastic, and I could see you getting lost <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: so we uh so we ended up um creating trekoff uh the story of course goes that we were uh um after one of your shows we were sitting there late at night at a Denny's, and I knew that I was gonna make it was uh, not something Denny's. I think it was Denny's no. I think it. We've it been over not. this. It was, I know it, was it, was, it was not the City Tavern. It was the tavern. It was not the City Tavern. It was after too. the City town. everybody went to a Denny's and we stayed there and and I can picture the booth. I really can. <laughs> I really really can. What, okay. whatever happened, we were at a <laughs> restaurant of Oh some yeah, I also kind. like
9: yeah, in your version it was it's uh, it's idyllic and nice. And you yes. were just like, "Oh, you like Star Trek too?" as opposed to "You don't know nothing about no Star Trek." You're a girl. Answer these questions. Like, I don't believe you. <laughs> you must
0: answer me these questions three. Um, exactly. <laughs> what is what? your favorite series?
9: What is your Battle favorite Galactica? character? No, Star ah! Ah! Um. So... <laughs>
0: So so um uh and and originally I thought this series might be an anthology of me like interviewing other people who did Star Trek or swapping out co-hosts. You know, I was originally gonna do it with, with my buddy Tom, who I had done um who I had done the Romulan thing with. But like I found it hard to leave that table because I was having so much fun talking to you. Um and it was just <laughs> Yes, once working. I had
9: proven myself.
0: <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was just sort of like 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 it was I didn't want to stop having the conversation.
9: Oh, yeah. Um, when nerds, when we get talking about some shit, right? It's just like you go deep into that. But rabbit. it's not oh.
0: always funny, though. It's not always, doesn't always have that energy. And I just feel like we, we just sort of, you know, that like something crackled and it has. Um, and so that's what track office and track office is is, has, you know, never had a real break the way pop-off had like a four-year break uh uh trekoff has been um, now we've, we've going, going strong going. sometimes for we've like had some... six or seven years now
9: yeah sometimes we've had longer between the episodes that we would have liked but but we still But we never, still never it. more
0: than two or three months I mean it's 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 been like we're a hundred plus 150 plus probably at this point episodes of Trekoff um and uh and it's still going strong but what you and I talked about on pop-off of course was uh the X the x-men franchise um, which had at the time, if we were to go back then, I got I mean maybe let me, let me try and think. I know the X-Men Origins Wolverine came out uh on video um before my second kid was born. Um <laughs> and you I think
9: time things by your children yeah. you have them, don't you? <laughs> and I
0: think we started Trek Off right after Vampires. Um which would have been we it was vampires, definitely after vampires, yeah, yeah, 2010. Um, it was that so it was like 2010, 2011 was right around then. Yeah. So, um, so like X Men Origins Wolverine had just kind of come out. So in terms of the X Men uh, film franchise, what uh, it's enormous now. It's like it was like there, it was yeah, big just, then. It's,
9: gotten, it's, it's even bigger than it was. Um,
0: um, so I just want to go through some of
2: the Not
9: things they've for had. Not always the
0: best. <laughs> for, first of all, there was, there's been a new trilogy of X Men films since the first trilogy of X Men films, which is, uh, which is of course uh, X Men: uh, First Class, X Men: uh, Days of Future Past, and now X Men: Apocalypse, uh, focusing on a younger Charles Xavier and a younger group of uh, of X Men. Um, so what is. Uh, what what has been your um, experience with those three movies, or the, or is the quality of those three movies uh, so vastly different uh, that you can't even sort of lump it together?
9: I mean, to compare it to the ones that came before. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't feel like that. Like, there's even any sense in that.
0: Um, I, well, can you even compare it with itself? Like, for instance, I'm on record as saying until Logan or Deadpool, I would have said that X Men First Class is my favorite X Men film. Um. It was just tight and stylistic and emotional and. I don't know. You know I really
9: like Days of Future Past.
0: Interesting. What was why 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 do you mean, like I, that? If,
9: admittedly, largely because it just because because it goes yeah. Because that didn't it, really happen. <laughs> it,
0: well, and also, and also, it has everyone. Like, if if you're gonna like it one, it does. Of them, yeah. If,
9: if there's ever one that 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 could feel like it was part of what had come before, I'd say it's that one.
0: Yeah, so it's, maybe that's you, part of why you don't like, have to choose. It's it's yeah, you don't. Yeah, have to choose. you
9: don't. Well, and well, and like I said, I got it. Like, I I actually saw I saw Days of Future Past uh, in the theater, and I, uh, like I had to like stop myself from like cheering quite loudly and boisterously uh, at the end of it because it was like yes, because that movie the way it went it was awful. No, um, so that was pretty great. But then it didn't was it the next one that came out Apocalypse though? The,
0: then there was Apocalypse. Um, and I didn't which,
9: care for that one kind of at all. There was so yeah. much about it I didn't like.
0: Yeah, I think that Apocalypse um what's sad about Apocalypse is that it finally got some stuff very right. It got the the action right. Finally you could do you know, the one thing about the X-Men movies is that go back to that first X-Men movie and even the second one, the action's always been a little lackluster um the action's always kind of been like there are a couple moments here and there but like the first x-men movie is you know a couple of fist fights inside of a gift shop is really the first x-men movie um the sex- second X Men movie, true. it really it literally is fist fights inside of a gift shop it, it, that's the climax of the movie no literally, it's
9: not. what about they're literally they're,
0: fighting inside a gift shop
9: when they're, when they're what they're it's a gift shop when they're fighting on top of the Statue of Liberty?
0: Well, they're they are fighting in the gift shop of the Statue of Liberty is the big one, and then there's a little bit of fighting, but even then, it's just sort of like the the movie. You know, the climax of the movie is Magneto standing far away, spinning a thingy, and and Cyclops is on the ground. And he shoots at the thingy, and the movie's over. X two X two ramps it up and has a pretty the okay. done by Justin. X two X two has wraps it up and has a pretty okay ending, but I got to give it to the opening of X2 with uh, with Nightcrawler is some of the most spectacular stuff I've ever seen. So I'll, yeah, I'll, that
9: shit was fucking it it. awesome.
0: Um, X3 was all action at the end, but even then it always just it wasn't that great. The action wasn't that great. So when I think when well, you finally- Well, here's the
9: thing I wonder about you, right? Because like while I, I don't know that I think the action wasn't great or like good enough, I think the action that we have typically seen in X-Men movies has- um, has always been less about just being like balls to the wall action and kind of more about the emotional content of the fight which is what sure, I yeah. prefer honestly
0: Well and I think I think that Avengers I think that post Avengers I think Avengers got it right where it was like the reason that you cheer about you know the great shot in the movie where the Hulk turns around and smashes the big alien ship because one it's balls to the wall action and two you've been building that moment from moment 1 you know, want to know how I keep my control. It's like in the first five minutes of the movie. So they, they, they give you they. I think the first Avengers movie does a perfect job of blending character and action so that, you know, so that when you get both, it's, you know, it's a total geekgasm. Um, uh, I think the X-Men didn't do well on the action and then Brett Ratner did X3 and did well on the action sort of, but not well on the emotional content. Um, same thing with X-Men Origins Wolverine. Finally, you had, you know, the technology was there. Like, the, the images they gave us of Phoenix and the images they gave us of Psylocke and the images they gave us of of, of Nightcrawler, they got, finally, it was right, right? The finally, they looked like they did in the comics. They weren't wearing black leather jumpsuits and stuff. Like, finally, it was right. And then the story was, the image of, of Apocalypse was terrible. That was, that was a, a design problem. Um, because he looked like a Power Rangers villain. Um, But but the story—I'm not wrong. Um, I I didn't say that you were. But the story, the story, and and the dialogue was just so so very terrible, so very 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 terrible. That that I found myself loving a lot of it. Like it it ruined
9: characters that are really that are like favorites of mine, like Storm you know like and it just sort of relegated her to almost nothing and and I was and that shit makes me angry you know Um, yeah
0: I I think that I think that it really um, was problematic and and it looked like maybe the whole thing was going down the tubes and then (laughs) Logan comes I haven't
9: seen Logan yet
0: oh my gosh I know stop we're not recording just hang up you just gotta go do it right now because it's 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 literally that good it's literally i know it, it's like three dollars on amazon Prime. I, just do dude, it we own it
9: it's not that i don't what? have it
0: you can find two hours
9: i'm not allowed to watch it without daryl and he's not been around you can find
0: two hours you, wake you him tell up. him
9: that. How about you yes. tell him that? Okay. You know, you
0: tell him that. You you <laughs> duct tape him down. You open his <laughs> eyes like he's Malcolm McDowell in Clockwork Orange, and you make him watch that shit. Oh
9: God, he totally wants to see it. That's the uh, worst part. Like, he, it's that he wants he's... a
0: bit of the ultra violence. It's because <laughs> it's ultra violent. Did you see Deadpool?
9: Yeah. No, we saw Deadpool. Those years ago, dude.
0: Uh, no. Deadpool Wait. came out after Log- Logan, and that was last year.
9: Oh well.
0: Deadpool came out in 2016.
9: Deadpool came out before Logan.
0: No. No. Yeah, I'm pretty nope. sure it did. No. Nope. No. Nope.
9: I really feel like it did. Oh, wait,
0: no. It did come out before Logan. I'm wrong. Uh, I know. Logan was this year.
9: <laughs> I Logan know was this year.
0: Logan was March of this year and Deadpool yeah, was summer of last year. I yeah, I know.
9: That's why either we way, haven't watched it yet.
0: <laughs> either way. See, uh, well, okay, so talk about Deadpool.
9: What did you think of Deadpool? I fucking love Deadpool. Deadpool's probably my favorite one because... It's, they, he perfect, I mean, first of all, Ryan Reynolds was always the perfect choice for that character, and they completely destroyed him, in X-Men the character, Origins. in X-Men Origins, just just like, what did you do? Like, what, like, and the, and the, and just all of the little jobs in Deadpool to that were fucking amazing. Like, geek, I mean, you geek as them all over the place, the little, yeah. the little toy, um, the, like... <laughs> like we should we should muzzle he's like you don't want to do that like we, like it's so funny because it's like all the things i swear they managed to fit all the things that were wrong with that deadpool uh they managed to make fun of in deadpool which was what
0: amazing. i what i love is the the one-two punch of deadpool and logan because logan is a hard-hitting humorless uh hum- yeah like it looks very drama um, drama dramatic that, is also, that is also and right? uh, also like also no, it's not dreamlike at all. It's it's hyper real. It's it's very No, it's I the, said
9: Wolverine like. Um yeah, he's kind of a dark dude. It's Do you not know what Wolver- I'm saying? Yeah, like Deadpool is kind of a uh, like I, I think that it really they both really It's as
0: Wolverine, a, if you could filter Wolverine through like nineteen nineties Clint Eastwood, like unforgiven. Okay. Like it's it's that level of seriousness but then the violence is like nothing we've ever seen we finally get to see oh this guy has razor sharp unbreakable claws what do those do (laughs) like like (laughs) what happens if those meet people um (laughs) uh and and you get to see i'm very
9: Uh, looking forward to seeing it too um, clearly i I am Um, the
0: the combination of logan and deadpool has made x-men realize oh we can have your pg-13 avenger style x-men movies as your basis and then spin-off movies all over the different things have you seen the trailer for new mutants i have not so um there's a trailer for new i don't know if you ever read the new mutants um no but it was my favorite x-men book um really it's a it's a full-on horror movie it's a horror wow. movie um with mutants as the main character full-on just it looks like it, it could be you know the conjuring it looks it's a full-on horror movie wow. with the so now we've had the the brash you know South Park esque comedy, the serious <laughs> drama, the horror movie. Can they keep doing it? like that's like like are we gonna get a true a full on spy movie? Are we gonna get a you know what I mean like can we like like can we do a different genre? Are we gonna get a musical? Yeah, you, know, you know like what will what <laughs> will we get? <laughs> what will we get? Um, and I think that that's that's where X Men can can separate itself out from. All the other superhero franchises, unless did you know that yesterday there was rumbling that Disney was thinking of buying 20th Century Fox?
9: Oh Jesus.
0: And if they that, own
9: everything. How? I mean.
0: But here's the thing. What they the make fu- good
9: shit. Don't get me wrong. But, like, but what the it, fuck
0: does 20th Century Fox have? Like, seriously, what do they have? They have the Alien franchise and X-Men. Yeah, and what what other franchises like they this, that would give Disney 20th Century Fox's library to put on their new Disney app that they want to make that I'm gonna pay for anyway I'm gonna pay ten bucks a month for that shit anyway if it has every Disney every Marvel and every Star Wars film on it yeah I'll probably pay ten bucks a month just to have <laughs> constant access to everything so I can watch you know Oliver and Company sometime just because I feel like it um, <laughs> just because
9: I want wow, that's a good movie
0: um it that. is fun it's Billy Joel does all the music in the mu- um so so like if they bought twentieth Century Fox, that would mean the Fantastic Four and the X Men could return to Marvel. And after Avengers, they say that the Avengers as we know it are going to be done. Well, what they could reboot the X-Men and have mutants start to show up in the already existing Marvel universe. That's where I hope it goes, frankly. Uh, like like that's I don't know, know
9: man. Because it's hard for me to see any like I remember when Hugh Jackman got cast and I was like, he's not big enough. He's such a little guy. Um, But he's just such a great Wolverine. And I don't know if I can see anybody else as him. Um, Well, that's why it would need to be. He's the only one, though. Everybody else could probably be fixed, frankly. Well, that's not true. Famke Janssen was great. I loved her. Um, uh, Yeah. But
0: I really. And and Patrick Stewart is, you know.
9: Yes. I mean, and that's it too. Patrick Stewart and He was born um, to be. Like, they're fucking Perfect um so like it's hard to see somebody else as those people
0: but Um, you're gonna have to i mean you're gonna have to if you want to keep making x-men movies so i think that putting them in the mcu would let you tell the stories from the comics that you that you would tell where you have you know the avengers are the respected superhero team and then you have the x-men who are the superhero team that everybody hates and are illegal And they're trying to do the right thing, but they feel disenfranchised. And then those two teams come into conflict with one another. If you've never read the Avengers versus X Men like original like uh, crossover um, from the '80s, it's great. And the X Men Fantastic Four crossover is great. And House of M is I mean, like you can finally start doing like big stuff. Um, But anyway, that's my hope. Uh, uh, Do you have any specific hope before we uh, before we go regarding X Men or anything
9: else you want to say other than listen to new hope? they finally they finally get um the characters like uh, like storm uh right i wish finally... we could go
0: back and get early 90s angela bassett because that's who should be doing it God, angela I know, man angela she bassett was... i mean she she can't do it now because storm is not that age but she if if when they had started she still
9: back... looks great man have you seen angela bassett she
0: she looks great but storm you know the storm is you know Somewhere between late twenties and early forties is is that's that's so how she old she could storm totally
9: is. pull that off, dude. Have you seen her recently? Yes, but you
0: need but you need to cast the storm for the next fifteen years is what you need to do. Oh. So you
9: know I you, suppose so. there's that. So But I no, uh, fuck that. Just do Angela Bassett. <laughs>
0: yes. Like the Logan movie. Like once like Storm, the Storm movie.
9: Yes, um, God, wouldn't that be fun? See, that's what I would love to see. Like cause we have seen Like Deadpool, have a really great movie. We have Storm, yeah. Logan, have a really great movie. I would love to see Storm have a like, cause like like Wonder Woman, like that's kind of the only female superhero movie that people sort of at this point universally look to and say, hey, that's a good movie about a female superhero. What, you didn't love Elektra? I mean, I liked Elektra,
0: That was terrible. (laughs)
9: But, I mean, I mostly I liked it because it was f- a female superhero movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, not because I could look at it, like, objectively and say, this was a great film. You know what I mean? And, like, I feel like everybody, and I, I wasn't as wowed by Wonder Woman as everybody else was, I think, mostly because uh everybody had talked it up so much that by the time I saw it, I don't know how it possibly could have measured up to that. Well, you should listen um, to
0: our, you guys should listen to the, trek off for the last year you walked in arms folded because you were not you you yeah no
9: i was i was prepared to be angry and then everybody was like it's so great though the fact that
0: you walked out and you were like okay it was all right you know yeah that's that's a win
9: that's a win and 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 she's a good actress like i it's it's and it was my my beef was never and still isn't with her or her acting it's 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 still with like hey Um, She should be really powerful looking and that should be attractive, but um, which I still maintain. But um, regardless, that's the only one we have. Um, And Storm is a fucking great kid. I love her and her story is very interesting. You know what I mean? So like there's a lot of possibility of of doing a really good Storm movie where she goes off on her own because like her people need her. And it's like, sorry guys, like I got to peace out on you, cause and they're like busy dealing with some other shit. Like you can make that work. Yeah, um, well that's what they did. And the we've comments, never so. seen the really good, a really good Phoenix arc in the movies.
0: Well, the name of the next X Men movie is X Men: Dark Phoenix, and unlike everybody else who's guesting on the show right now, um, only Arthur, who I will be doing the Totally Super Podcast with, and Alexia are the people you can hear me do have these conversation further. I guarantee the next X movie that comes out, you'll be able to hear Alexi and I talk about it. Cause we don't just talk about Star Trek over on Trek off. We, we really do hit a lot. We of have trouble saying it on task. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so if you like this, uh, you can hear us there, but uh, um, I'm going to give you the chance to not say Trek off, but to say our, our traditional goodbye. Everybody can say goodbye. So at the end, we of course say pop off at the end. So please say goodbye to our lovely uh, listeners. Um, I guess are they bitches too? I don't know. I'll leave it up to I you. I think
9: so. All right, yeah, pop off, bitches.
0: Okay, we're back with Arthur. Hi, Arthur. So we are. It's been so long. Um, so this is it, man. The final moments yeah. of this seven-year journey uh, into pop pop. It was the show. Never was quite what I wanted it to be. Um, I'll mm-hmm. say it was never. You know, it mostly was just me talking about the shit that I like talking about with mm-hmm. people that I care about. Um. Uh, you just heard a lot of them. Uh, Arthur has, has been, you know, the two main co-hosts were RJ and then Arthur. Um, and uh, and it's been a journey. I'm glad that we had the chance to actually give it a send-off. You know, sometimes podcasts just fizzle. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no, you know, suddenly they're just not there anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I felt it was important uh, as as an archived piece um, yeah. for people to be able to listen to, uh, to pop off as a whole. Um, well, I'm so- glad
1: that our, uh, I mean... You know, this podcast has also become a way for us to, I mean, we used to live in the same city and now we don't. Uh, This has been a, you know, it's not like we ever stopped becoming good friends, but this has been a real way to rekindle the, oh, yeah, I'm talking with Justin on a semi-regular basis again, uh, which has been lovely.
0: Uh, Well, I hope Uh, it's been lovely for the people listening to us, too. It's been lovely for me, but sometimes it feels like a little selfish. Like, yeah, you know, I'm going to talk to Arthur for an hour about geek stuff and call it work. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally oh, you've jig. just
1: you've just described the uh, celebrity in the uh, in the 21st century. I don't need to do anything creative. I just need to be myself.
0: Um, uh, you do not have to stop listening to Arthur and I speak because no, you do not. Uh, because we're recording this on a Thursday and next Tuesday, um, which is going to be January something like January, I think, I guess ninth. Um, we will be, uh, we will be recording the very first totally super podcast, um, Mm -hmm. about, uh, about Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Yeah. Um.
1: Because why stop stop talking about Joss Whedon when there's more Joss Whedon to talk about? I just feel like it's a good transition. Um, (laughs) From there, uh, we we are going to be doing um, week
0: of release, uh, whenever possible, um, recordings on uh, superhero movies as they come out. Certainly Avengers Infinity War is coming up later this year. We're going to be going Mm -hmm. back retrospectives where we talk about all the Batman movies and all the Superman movies and all the Avengers movies and all the X-Men movies. We're going to be doing one shots uh, um, of movies like The Crow, Um, uh, and then I think maybe we'll get some homework, uh, in there. Like, like when, when we watch, can I just say,
1: I am so excited to go back and talk about the eighties Supergirl film. So excited.
0: Totally. Well, and that's, and that's the thing we will be doing that now when we get to movies like the crow and stuff like that, um, one or the other of us will have, uh, the, the homework of watching the others uh as mm-hmm. well so i will watch all of the crow movies um before we do the crow podcast and then we'll talk about the crow itself and then we'll you know um mm-hmm. i will i we may assign you some of the less you know and maybe- also
1: for those of you who are saying wait a minute the crow is that a superhero film our definition of superhero is, i'm just going to admit it our definition of a superhero film is going to be to a certain degree fluid undefined and frequently you don't whatever think we the crow
0: is a superhero movie.
1: I'm I no, I didn't say that. I said that some people are probably going to be thinking about that and thinking, Oh, is the crow a superhero film? Yeah, absolutely. Well, see, that's the thing. So that's why that's why I'm telling all of our listeners that our definition of superhero is going to be largely our definition of superhero. Yeah, it's whatever and we want it going, to be. Yeah.
0: Um Uh, so uh we will be doing as thorough a podcast as we can. I know when we get to Watchmen, I'm gonna assign you all the extra shit to watch for Watchmen.
1: Oh I uh, yeah, no, I'm on it. <laughs>
0: Um, I know. Well, you're the guy who like, who uh, your favorite mat- Matrix film was the Animatrix. Um, so, or it was at one point you told me.
1: Oh, that's entirely possible. I wonder if that's true.
0: Were you one of the defenders of the Matrix, the Matrix sequel? We could have done the Matrix. We never did the Matrix. We never did but, the Matrix. Yeah. And I don't think, um, not
1: No, I mean, it's, I, I was a defender in the sense that I'm able to, I mean, you know me, I, w- when I go into a film, I am wanting to see the good stuff in it. Uh, there was a ton of mistakes, ton of mistakes in uh, the Matrix sequels to the extent that I will even admit that it makes them not great movies in in total. Um, there were some great moments in it that I found powerful. Um, I, f-
0: I I know people who who at the time I don't know if they still think so now felt that uh, that the Matrix uh, Reloaded was better than the original Matrix.
1: Mm. Um, I mean the original Matrix is still far and away my favorite.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's it's spectacular. We're going to have so many things. I mean like mm-hmm. literally you would think that the that a superhero film would be a self like a superhero movie podcast would be a self-limiting podcast. And yeah. eventually maybe in years to come had we, uh, we, do, had
1: we been doing this podcast in the late 80s or 90s it would have been a self-limiting yeah. podcast.
0: Eventually we'll do them all and then we'll just have reunion shows nine times a year. Yeah. <laughs> There are always – there's a lot of stuff, interesting stuff coming out. There's an animated Spider-Man film that I'm really interested in. Interesting. Um, that looks like it's anime-like style. It's coming to theaters called, uh, called uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and it's the story of Miles Morales.
1: Oh, that's um, interesting. Um, now, I will gonna... say because it's funny because uh, when it comes to animated films – when it comes to live-action films, Marvel has the track record of making great films, and DC has the track record of making terrible ones. And it is the exact inverse when it comes to animated films.
0: I'm really so. interested in, like, like, maybe we'll do some of the DC... I don't think we... We'll be able to do all of the DC animated. Like we're going to do a Batman. Yeah, we're going to do a Batman retrospective. You know, you already have the the four original Batman movies, the three Christopher Nolan Batman movies, the uh, the now two Ben Affleck uh, Mm -hmm.
1: Batman movies. Yeah. You know, I won't. Yeah, I won't make you watch the entirety of Batman Beyond, but I will be bringing it up because I think it is a very, especially for the time that it came out in the late '90s, was a very interesting look at the character. Well, here,
0: you know what? Let's make this caveat then for that. Well, we're just figuring out the podcast online, but we're stretching Pop-Off to the last possible moment. Let's say this, um, with unless there's some specific reason to not do it this way, we'll say every film we do will have had to have had a uh, theatrical release. Okay. Um, uh, but there will be exceptions, of course. The point of a rule mm-hmm. is to break it. So I'm sure that we'll get to a point where we're like, oh, this is, we just got to do, you know, Batman the Dark Knight Returns because it's too important a thing not to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to Pop Off. Um, yeah, this has been uh, quite a journey. Um, I've uh, on a pro- boy. It's on a personal level. I'm. Am, I'm. Am, uh, I'm so thrilled that so many of you joined us uh, for all of this. For those of you discovering it in the future, um, hop over to totally super because like mm-hmm. it's going to be the same podcast, just about superhero movies. Pretty
1: it much. has been a privilege and an yeah. honor, sir. And I'm uh, I'm hoping that you're going to be able to like go in and put in the underscoring of like the Bruce Banner piano sad walking away music alright well Arthur uh, I I will let you begin the
0: the lead out as we say goodbye um, on the final pop off go ahead
1: well ladies and gentlemen this has been pop off I'm Arthur
0: I'm Justin and this was pop off the totally super podcast debuts in march of 2018 justin and arthur review every superhero movie ever made search itunes and anywhere else you listen to podcasts for the totally super podcast from geeks radio